thank you, Dungeoneers, for listening to this episode of the Paper Dungeon Podcast. In this episode, Cather tries to find answers, Havel plays one of his best cards, and Edward and Tarak talk about cheese. All of this and more on this episode of the Paper Dungeon. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Paper Dungeon. We are so, so, so very excited to have you guys here. Um, the rest of the cast is being stupid, I'm sorry. <laughs> awesome. Uh, we just have, I think, only one or two things that we want to say before we get started. First and foremost, if you'll notice, we have some pretty rad shirts that Hannah's going to talk about. Yes, so um, we are all decked out in our new shirts today. The concept design, DJ, if you want to hold that up for us. The concept design was by Grant, who plays Edward. We were established in 2020, thus the design. The final design that is on the shirt is by Lydia, who plays Renaya. And the assembly and distribution was by yours truly. I play Melora. We are going to be doing a giveaway during our stream next Monday, October yeah. 5th, I think is the date. And so if that sounds like something that would be interesting to you, make sure you head over there and you're there for that. Uh, let us know in the chat if this were to become available to purchase, if you would want to purchase. Let us know. That's yeah, all I got. Um, yeah, that's super, super rad. We're super happy to have merch. Um, they're very, very comfy and they're like really well made. So good job to Hannah. Um, also, last week I uh, joined everyone in morning TikTok, but uh, now it's sticking around, so we don't have to be sad, which is super awesome. Um, yeah, did we have anything else that we want to say? I feel like I'm drawing a blank on something. We have we have our full cast. We do. Grant here, I play Edward. Um, I'd like to welcome Havel back on. Thank you for introducing. Guys, Matt I'm Drew. back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to wait. <laughs> Cool. Um, I don't think there's anything else that we want to talk about. Oh, Aaron does. Yes, uh, it isn't super like something that we can talk about, but um, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Um, October, middle of the month, uh, we will yes. be having a uh, a new uh, kind of mini yeah. campaign that will be happening October through. November, if that's how month, yes. months work. Uh, not going to announce what it is yet, but I'm a, I'm a BDM yeah. in it, and I'm super pumped. I'm real jazzed. Yeah, it's gonna and I be think great. the entire rest of the cast is going to be able to be a part of it. So check us out if you want more of our content. Um, that will be streaming on Wednesday nights. I think it's all going to be pre-recorded and released, so just be aware of that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. We will have at least me, if not some other people in the chat, uh, most yeah, of those 100%. Uh, nights so sweet yeah if that's everything as long as i'm not being stupid and forgetting something again cool let's go ahead and get started with episode four i can't believe it's already been four episodes episode four of the paper dungeon welcome to nico muris a world full of sprawling cities and dark secrets in the wake of the trial, a divine act of righteous judgment, the world has been launched into an era of rebirth. But there are those who still lust for darkness and ruin. Follow us across the continent of Talyra, from the deserts of Elon Ryan to the fields of Rivaluna. Deep 
in the Bloom Rose Ocean and high above the Alisar Mountains. Our story will see our adventurers through glory, fear, and fortune as they make their way through the Paper Dungeon. So, last we left off, we are following the story of six unlikely friends, quote-unquote, um, as they're kind of trying to uh, mend certain atrocities that happened to Renaya. Um, they started out as Renaya working in an orphanage, um, and she made this connection with this young boy named Samuel, who was then kidnapped um, and in trying to find him, she ended up um, meeting up with our uh, orcish friend Tarak and our very, very fine friend Edward um, and made this unlikely bond between the three of them. Um, and they continued to pursue uh, finding Samuel before eventually tracking down what they thought would be uh, some perpetrators, some of the perpetrators of this, uh, and actually running into the rest of the party uh, Melora, Cather, and Havel, which point upon announcing that they were looking for a small boy, everybody agreed to join together to try and find this kid. Um, and then they uh, began searching. They went back to uh, the shop that they believed that the, that is responsible for taking this boy uh, and kind of started looking through things. They ended up in uh, an alternate plane um, and did some things in there, at which point there's a very... Uh, smoky encounter um, at which point they returned realizing that it was a few days later um, and so they decided to spend the night um, at which point they went to uh, the 12 cranes I think it was the, no the 12 platinum cranes where you guys spent the night after that um, and uh, enjoyed yourselves at which point Renaya was visited by um, the mysterious deity known as Malice um, and was taken to a different plane, uh, which point the rest of the party then had to go find her and then um, had another shadowy encounter, this time with dogs, um, before they eventually recovered Renaya uh, and now have begun making their way towards what is known as the Sunrise Suite, uh, which is a reoccurring name throughout uh, some of the clues that they have found um, and seems to be a prominent source of information for them. Uh, so four of them went off to the Sunrise Suites, and where we're going to pick up is with Cather and Melora, as they did not go to the Sunrise Suite, but they are going to um, what is known as the House of the Final Call, which is the Temple of the Death and the Gods in, uh, here in Athala. So, I'm not ready. <laughs> I, I was mentally preparing for this to be after what everyone else did. Perfect. So... On this fine afternoon, as the breeze is slowly going through, it is overcast as it was. Um, there's still that gentle breeze. You guys begin making your way uh, south around the ring of uh, the third ring of Athala, and in the distance, you can begin to see the black, almost onyx stonework temple um, beginning to come into view. Uh, the symbols of uh, the three death domain gods. 
are shining in silver on circled plaques on the very top of it. You can see that there's the wilted rose, um, the desert flower skull, the skull that looks like a almost like a succulent with the bottom jaw beneath it, um, and a circled with a set of leather wings inside of it. Uh, it just kind of peers in as you guys approach, almost seeming to be further away than it actually is, and it just stretches out in the distance. Fun. Really excited. Okay, how far away are we? Um, you guys are probably like 200 feet or so. 200 feet? Okay, so we're not yeah. quite there. Okay. Um, well, as a note, I am definitely taking my time. Um, Quick question, Drew. Out of game, did you get the package yeah. that I sent you? I not th- okay. No, yeah, they said that it was yet. probably gonna arrive on Tuesday, and that makes me sad. So, all right. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Okay. Uh, yeah. At least maybe at break I can double check and make oh, sure. Yeah. But no, I have not. Okay, I didn't see anything. So, um. Anyway, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely walking, f- actually fairly slowly. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, probably you know in silence for at least a little while. So. What can you tell me about your deity? <laughs> um. Well, it's hmm, not a lot to be honest. It's um, it's three, actually. Oh. Um, the three deities of death. Oh. From what I've been able to gather, the three together represent fate. Interesting. Um, and they're, they each stand for multiple things, obviously, but they share death as a domain. Um, but to be honest, that's about all I know. So, what are you trying to find out? Um, it's kind of complicated. I just want to know what they want with me. They certainly seem to take an interest. Aye. Um, and I, I want to know why. I want to know what they have planned. Alright. Well, I didn't want to squash your hopes, but I didn't know if a priest will be able to t- read the minds of your gods. Well, I'm not worried about talking to a priest. Mm. I'm... I'm very... certain that if there are any answers that they think fits what I should know right now, they will tell me themselves. And... even if there was a priest, I don't think that there would be one who would really be able to tell me what I want. Mm. So, what shall I do? Well, you're doing that. Uh, uh, Mr. Yeah. DM, how big was the temple that we went in for for their arcana doing? Um, pretty substantial. Um, they're probably about um, sixty to eighty feet deep. Um, so a pretty good distance. Um. So she could, in theory, wait outside without hurting you too much. Yeah. 
It's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. <laughs> um, well, Malara, I can't stop you from doing what you're gonna I... do. <laughs> but I think it best if you wait outside. You didn't have to tell me twice. <laughs> uh. Uh, how 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 far have we made it by this You're point? You're probably pretty close, you know, spanning probably pretty about close. You know, 20 feet or so. You're just outside okay. of it. Um, it seems larger, now that you're closer, obviously, but it seems even larger than what you would expect it to have been. Um, almost looming over you, this towering building, probably 35 to 40 feet tall, um, just of this black stone that just seems to almost absorb light, um, sucking mm-hmm. in little bits of uh, of wisps of fog or mist or something just slowly caressing the four or five steps that lead up to the entrance with the kind of Roman pillars out front, the black Roman pillars out front. Um, it, very, very large. You would, you would imagine that probably the, the big symbol on the very top is probably about four or five feet in diameter, um, with each one on either side probably being about two feet Um and so there, it's a very, very large building. It's similar size to all the rest of them. Um, these are very, very large, elaborate, distinctive buildings. As you look a little bit closer, you can see um, actually in the stonework, there's um, just ever so slightly like quarter inch deep um, like filigree that has been carved into the building that um, just gives it this subtle, subtle hints of almost like movement um, with ever so slight silver traces that go through it every once in a while. Uh, it's a very, very beautiful mm-hmm. building. Very well carved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Drew is fighting the urge to turn and run. So, um, do? do be sure right. to ask about um, our predicament. I will. I will. Um... If you hear anything, don't come in. <laughs> just just stay here, please. And I, I promise I will ask about our situation. And, um, what do you think I'm going to be hearing? What are you planning to do? I don't know. Kill everyone. I don't know what I'm walking into, Miller. I'm going to be honest. And, but no matter what happens be fine. Just stay here, please. I won't be long. Hopefully. Alright. No. Start making my way in. Is there a uh, bench uh, or somewhere for me to sit? Yes, 100%. <laughs> so, um, to give a little bit of uh, the situation that you're surrounded in, uh, this area of town is called the Home of the Gods. Um, it's where the Ten Temples are. Um, and in front of it, there's the um, winding staircase that goes up the wall that leads up to the third level, and then out from that, there immediately is a paved road that goes into this large courtyard with a fountain in the middle. Um, on the fountain, you can see um, just a, a simple woman bowing her head um, with like a cloak over her head, uh, flowing down. You can't really see her face all that much, but when you do look at it, you can see that there's tears coming down her face. Um, they're actually like flowing. There's like flowing tears coming down her face. Um, and all around That's it, cool. um, there are 
Uh, there's elaborate stonework, elaborate uh, pavements. Uh, there are three uh, loops that go around the, the side. Where if you're to look at it from like a top-down view, it almost looks like a sunflower or um, some sort of flower like that. Um, and there's trees inside each one of the loops um, with benches that surround the trees. Um, so there's plenty of places to sit. I whisper to Ginger, do you think they're compensating for something? And I find a place to sit. Awesome. You begin to make your way towards that courtyard and immediately feel a tug on your arm. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a way oh, for me to sit on the ground outside uh, yeah. the door? Yes, 100%. You can just sit down. I do so. Do okay. um. <laughs> I would like to make a perception check to see if it's safe to bring Ginger out. Uh, sure. Go ahead and make a perception check. Do you sit right next to the blazing cauldron of purple fire, or or black fire, or probably not? Okay. Probably. <laughs> probably uh, just outside. What? Um. Maybe not right in front of the door, but just to the side of it. Okay. And perfect. that is a a twenty-one. <laughs> twenty-one. Nice. Yeah. So you're looking around, and um, the people that are staying in this vicinity seem to be people that have their own things that they're going through um, or dealing with. Like you know, there's they're just not really looking at you. Um, you can see there's like one woman who's like now exiting one of the temples like tears streaming down her face as she like crutches down the temple um you can see there's uh a couple other people um it almost looks like they're in like a heated argument um you can't quite tell why or how but they're standing in front of one of the temples um almost in like a heated argument um and that's basically it there's a couple other people around that aren't really paying attention to you uh, right. yeah, you think that you'd probably be just fine to take out your Is the ground um, that I'm sitting on, is it grass or is it dirt? So, where you're sitting just outside the door, there's, uh, it's like a, it's all that onyx stone that goes up onto the low platform and that's where there's the Roman pillars and then behind mm -hmm. the Roman pillars is that archway. So if you're sitting just past that entrance, then you'd be on that raised level on the onyx. Mm. Is there a layer of dirt on top of it that I could like no. use my finger? <sighs> <laughs> Alright. Then I take Ginger out, I sit down and I sit with my legs crossed, and I take her yeah. out and I just put her in between my legs. Yeah, she I was looks going up to play um I don't know what fantasy tic tac toe is, but I was going <laughs> to <do> that. <laughs> um she looked up at you uh almost a little uh annoyed as like the last two days she's basically been like stuffed in your pocket the whole I... time. Uh, so as soon as you like step set her down she like looks up at you and like like ruffles her fur and then jumps out of your lap and like goes bouncing out of your view ginger oh no no uh how far did i travel before before my arms started to hurt uh about well right now because cather's we'll say like at this point he's probably about there in the temple so you probably have about 60 feet of movement Alright, I'm going to try to run after her because oh, this is not a safe place for her to just be <laughs> running around. This is not the forest. <laughs> uh, you go booking after her. Um, let, uh, what's the speed of a squirrel? Probably not as fast as you. <laughs> um, we'll, say, we'll say you catch her. Alright. Um, 
yeah, she gets about 10 or 15 feet before you, like, run out and, like, scoop her up. And she's, like, squirming a little bit. Ginger, I know you didn't like to be in my pocket. I know you want to keep running, but this is not the forest, alright? I didn't know who was around that might... I mean, I didn't want to say such things, but people might want to eat ya. Do you want that? Because I didn't. So stay with me, please. She just kind of looks sad and then, like, stops squirming. I'll Her arm's just, like, dangling over your fingers. Let me talk to Cather after he's done. And maybe we can go somewhere out in the open where you can run around. She immediately perks up a little bit and then like puts her paws back on your, your hands and just like rests her head in her paws on your hands. Good girl. And I start walking back. Uh, yeah, you manage to get back, sit back down. She stays where you put her this time. Alright. Good. I just start talking to her. Just, um, okay. just kind of... As if I'm writing in a journal, but it's verbal. I'm just talking to Ginger about oh. everything. Sweet. So, Cather, before all this happens, you begin to approach this temple. As you look past the Roman pillars into the darkness that is the entrance, there's that faint bit of mist that comes out. Um, and just for a second, you see a man. Uh, weathered face uh, almost like a leather vest uh, a black leather vest over um, a black button up shirt and black trousers um, and boots with little spurs on them cross the entranceway and go out of view as you continue to walk in you get to the entrance the archway and stop for just a second Take a deep breath, and then you enter. As you step in, it is not anywhere near as dark as it appears. Um, it is actually fairly well lit. You step past, and there are four of these, again, Roman pillars on either side of you. Um, with cauldrons of black fire that still illuminate the building very, very well. The inside of it is very well illuminated. Um, little bits of wisps of smoke or mist or something you can't quite tell still... Um, caress the ground uh, and as you step in you can see that there's actually quite a few people in here um, milling about talking um, and in front of you there are three statues the first and the biggest is of um, this woman um, instead of being cast in bronze like the um, statues in the arcana domain uh, temple where these ones are cast in silver um, and she is standing there very regally um, looking out um, with her hands just delicately like placed in front of her lap um, sitting there with long flowing hair um, it's interesting the the hair the you can't quite tell where it's coming from but the way that it reflects the light makes it almost have like this uh, reddish tint to it um, and then off to the left you can see this depiction of um, almost like this um, Aztec-esque face uh, with uh, you can imagine it almost being like a humanoid with like a gorilla's head um, and like the extended jaw with like the teeth coming out and these large um, like horns coming out the side of his head um, 
the and as the light reflects off of him, it's still silver, but there's there's tints of green and purple and this bright yellow that kind of go through. Uh, and then to the right of the the female statue, you can see uh, this uh, very well kept, very uh, well standing man with these two feathered wings going out from behind his back, his long black hair, um, or his long hair reflecting almost that black, coming down over his shoulders. You can see that there looks to be like a little bit of rot along the side of his face, um, wearing this black, almost like a gown, um, or a toga of some sort that just goes down covering his um, the rest of his body. Um, and through your research, you recognize these as the three gods of the death domain. The prime goddess, Adaria, off to the left, um, the primal trickster, uh, Azulok, um, and the decaying duke um, to the right, the decaying duke, Oroval. As you're looking about in the corner of your eye, you again see that man just hints at your vision as he steps behind one of these pillars. Your eyes are almost like chasing him, looking around, searching for him. And out of the corner eye, again, you see him this time cross behind the statue of Adaria. Uh, and as you follow him, he disappears behind Adaria, comes out from behind the, the far back left pillar, and then just stands behind this man. You can see he's standing behind what looks to be this really burly human. Uh, probably about six foot two, you're talking like 240 pounds, very like healthy around the gut with this large white beard um, coming down from his head, his uh, kind of salt and pepper hair pulled back into a bun, um, wearing these like black uh, black robes with hints of like the scarlet inside of it. Um, and he's currently talking to this young woman, holding her hand um, and talking to her very, very gently. Um, and it's interesting because as you're looking at him, he like looks up and makes eye contact with you and just nods before going back to this woman. And then just for a moment, she kind of nods and then he shakes her hand and she leaves. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess I'll, I'll make my way over to, to okay. him. To the large burly man of I'll make my way over to to emo Santa <laughs> um, yeah you begin making your way over and as you go across the temple um, the kind of the way that you have to go to avoid some of the cauldrons and the people causes you to have to kind of shift around and you go around just for a moment just enough so that this man blocks your view of like the, the the man in leather that you've been following, and just as he blocks his view, you come back around and that uh, the man is gone. Um, the burly man is still there, but you're, the one that you've been following is gone. And as you approach, you can see him make eye contact again with you. He smiles really big. These bright, curly, right teeth come over uh, or reveal themselves, and he steps forward, um, saying, "Hello, my name is." Ronin, and I'm the head priest of Adaria. How may I be of assistance to you? Oh dear. 
Uh, Ronin? Ronin Seral. You're fine. I can't write You're fast. Fine. Okay. Hi. Um, sorry to bother you. We don't really know what I'm looking for. Um, and I don't know if you can help me. I was, um, well, I was hoping to commune of sorts. Uh, alright. Um,. What's specifically about we, the communal process is one that is quite complicated and usually requires uh, a bit of a, a heads up. Usually, if there's something that I could help you with, though, I'd, I'd love to help you. Maybe let Let's talk and see if that's necessary. What What do you wish to commune about? Is there some place we can talk, maybe away from people? Oh, yes, 100%. Yes, 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 yes. Um, at which point he uh, begins leading you back um, into this archway behind the statue of Adaria. He leads you through, and in there, mm-hmm. you can see that there's a number of um, almost like confession uh, like booths um, inside mm-hmm. of it, at which point he opens a door for you and allows you to step in, and then he goes mm-hmm. over and he steps into another one and then slides this little door between you guys so you guys can still look at each other. Is is oh, this great. is this acceptable, or would you like me to close this? This is fine. Um, what is troubling? I don't have, I don't. Okay, I just need a way, a way, that just a place that perhaps I could meditate and just think. All right, I, I'm not here. I'm not here because I just lost a loved one. I'm not here because I need comfort of, of a painful thing. I just need. A place where I can be close. My child, you are clearly troubled. <laughs> I do not miss to cry, and I am not going to force you to talk to me. And you are always welcome to partake in any place of the temple. There are many who come and just sit quietly in the corners. But if you're looking for answers, I would be the man to come to. Can I make, uh, looking at this guy and trying to read him, can I tell, can I tell if this guy has seen or heard some really crazy things and not just like heard it, but like not believe them, Uh, but like actually like straight up has seen some. Roll an inside check. All right, cool. Thank you very much. Oh, that's not fantastic. It's like nine on die. So that's, I think that's like, what is that for me? Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a 10. Oh, um, looking into him, you can't quite tell, or not into him, but at him, you can't quite tell like what his past is or like what he's seen, but you can tell that this man has a very, very kind soul and mm-hmm. genuinely mm-hmm. seems to want to help people and help you um, mm-hmm. and is like he's sitting there quietly very patiently waiting for mm-hmm. you to engage waiting for you to make the first move trying to make himself as open to anything as possible uh, he he definitely seems like someone who 
helps a lot of people through a lot of really hard things all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, great time. Okay. Okay. All right. When was the last time you encountered someone who sought the counsel and guidance of all three of the gods? All three of the gods. The council. And not just. And not just Adaria. Yes, of Oregon Algemark as well, yes. It has been a very, very long time. But. Though, but it's happened before. Yes. I, How long? This was. 70 years ago. And do you know who who was this who was this man? He, he was a, a soldier. He had died on a battlefield and come back of no account of his own or anyone else. He he talked of visions and, and other things. Uh, and I, I was a young priest at that point. I was not uh, anywhere near the position that I am now but I do remember him he was a kind man confused and lost but kind are you are you finding yourself in a similar situation I had a vision and a dream of these three coming to me and I came here looking for answers they told me to find a place a grove I don't know where it is I don't know where to start but I figured I'd come here let me I think I don't know this grove that you speak of but I think I might have a starting point for you let Right. Come, come with me. And he um, steps out of the confession booth, um, and then Beatrice um, begins to go further back into the temple as well. As you follow him, um, you can see that he leads you into um, this uh, pretty messy room. Um, mm. There's like three or four desks that all kind of like form a circle, and then a bunch of bookshelves all around it with scrolls and tomes and maps and artwork. Um, it looks like this is kind of like their office slash junk room that they just kind of either possibly work in or have the scribes work in on like cataloging things. Um, it definitely looks like a storage place of some sort. Um, at which point he um, goes over to one of the shelves and starts like flipping through and like lifting papers and he like takes a scroll and very gently sets it down um, and then moves it across and over. Before eventually, after probably about two or three minutes, he lifts up the stack of papers and goes, Ah! Here it is. And pulls out this very, very small leather-bound book. Um, you can see that the pages are really well um, well uh, worn. It's a black leather-bound book with like a silver um, thread binding along the side of it. Um, and gentle filigree carved into the leather um probably no more than you know yay thick or so um 
definitely not like a tome by any means, and only probably about four or five inches tall by three or four inches wide. Um, which point he looks this through and he like flips through it a little bit, and then he goes over to you and hands it to you. And take it. This is uh, something that he had that he said that helped him and should help next. I have held on to it all this. The next. Yes, the next. The one to follow his steps or something along those lines. Um, I have not read through it as it's not my place. But you should. I feel that this is this is for you. Um, I'll just uh, I'll, I'll open it up and just look at the first couple pages. Yeah, so you open up the first page and it's it's the single circle with what looks like scribbles on the inside of the circle um, and then there's a ring of text that goes around the outside of the circle um, in a language that you can't read at the moment. Um, outside of that there's a little border of just natural parchment before what almost looks like billowing moving ink spreads out from this circle um, you flip the page over um, and there's the title um, uh, the king and the farmer I believe is the title um, and as you flip through the next couple of pages it begins to tell this story this parable um, and as you look further through the book there's another one and another one it looks like there'd be almost three parables throughout this uh, small book before it uh, is finished. It's not a very large book. Only probably about 10 or 12 pages. And okay. And, and flipping through real quick, where the, can I can I find the titles to each of these? Yes. Um, <laughs> it is, I would tell you to open the package that I gave you, but uh, uh, yeah, right. I, I went through and I made the whole book for you, but I don't remember the titles. Um, you are... Amazing. I tried. Um, it's the king and his crops, um, the death soldier, and um, death or death. Death, as in they can't hear. Okay. Um, and then the last one is um, uh, the the young priest or something like that. If I remember correctly, I should have written down the titles, but I didn't. I was hoping that you'd have the book. Right. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Um, what was what was your name, my child? Cather. Cather. I'll be praying for you, Cather. You clearly have a difficult journey ahead of you, one full of confusion. If you do need any guidance, please stop by and tell me. I would love to help you on this difficult right go now well thank you yes for yes your help come, come. um uh, yeah just get up and, and start to make my way out i suppose mm-hmm. yeah um he leads you through um that confession room back out to the main hall um you can now see the backside of these statues um mm-hmm. did 
just because I'm curious, did we, the back room that we went into, was that towards the Daria side of the temple? It was behind Adaria. It's, but yeah, okay. Adaria, actually, is how you say it. Adaria. Adaria. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, he leads you past statues um, before placing his very, very large hand on your shoulder and just says, Be at peace and let this guide you. If you do need anything, again, please tell me. And then he, like, you. almost like grabs like the back of your head and squeezes just a little bit and then leaves. Right. Um... Taking one last glance around at, at the people, do what is there anything interesting that I see? Uh, roll a perception check. Very quickly while he's rolling perception, I can confirm the name of the parables are The King and His Peasants, The Deaf Soldier, and Eternal Rest. I was so close. Uh, perception... 13. 13? Um... You can see there's a couple of different um, scribes, high uh, young priests, um, again, all trying to help people. There's um, a conglomeration of different people. You can see there's a lot of people who are kneeling in front of the cauldrons of fire, um, praying. Um, you can see that there's a couple of them that are crying. There's one woman that's like crying into what looks like a scribe's robes, um, at which point you can see Ronan begins to make his way over to her specifically. Um, and it just, that's kind of the general scene. Um, one thing of interest to you, though, is um, there is this one woman who is dancing around the statue of Adaria. Um, this very, like, joyful and um, uh, almost like a tribal-esque dance. She has a scarf that she's um, spinning around her, not, I shouldn't say tribal-esque, but a very uh, traditional dance um, that she's kind of just leaping and bounding around the statue you can see that she's she's pretty old um probably uh mid to late 70s or 80s still still moving pretty well definitely slower than it could be um but she seems to be the the big oddity around everyone else while everyone else seems to be mourning something she is sitting there celebrating this dance But I... No, nobody else seems to be paying her any mind, though. There's a couple people that are, like, looking at her. and, and <laughs> <laughs> um, There's a couple people that are, like, looking at her. Uh, but nobody's, like, specifically talking to her. Interesting. Very interesting. I'll walk over to her. Okay. Um... And, and kind of just casually just ask, ma'am? She doesn't stop dancing, but she kind of like looks at you and says, yes. Just because I'm curious. And I... Th Why are you dancing? She stops for just a moment. I don't I don't mean to be harsh or judge. I'm, I'm just you're curious, fine, actually. Fine. Relax. I'm going to die soon. And I want to enjoy the life that I have while I still have it. And then she starts dancing again. Hmm. Alright then. I'll just kind of turn around and, and, and start making my way out. Mm -hmm. 
you make your way out, and as soon as you step past the archway, you just hear uh, Melora venting to Ginger about <laughs> everything, about how stupid it is that she has to be stuck here, about Edward being Edward, about Havel being Havel, whole nine yards. Hearing that, <laughs> real quick, I turn around again and head back. <laughs> okay. I find Ronan. Okay. Uh, he is currently talking to a, a young lady. Um, not really talking, I should say. More like holding her against his chest as she's like sobbing into his chest. Oh. Um, and he looks at you and goes, uh, Yes. So, so sorry. Um, but I remembered something that I was supposed to ask you about. Yeah. Well, actually, I was hoping for something. And he, like, almost, like, passes her off, basically, to uh, this other priest that's right next to her. Um, and, like, strokes her head just a little bit before politely stepping away um, and right. like, pulling you with him. Uh, yes, what is it? Um, have you, you primarily follow Adaria? Yes, she is my patron. And and would you do you consider yourself? Does she grant you power? A little. A little. I I pull up Ruat. Okay. Um. A companion of mine. Um. Recently found this. Okay. We're not really sure what's. Um, its origins are. Mm. Alright. Um, but she found it in a dark, creepy uh, temple of sorts. I don't really know. I didn't see most of it. Um, regardless, and I actually, I'll, I'll, uh, I guess I still have a hole in my, in my shirt, right? Where... There is the, the tear along your ribcage and you can kind of go... Well, yeah, for, for that, but like for, on my arm, I mean... Oh, yeah, there's still a hole right there that you can you can easily show the symbol. Yeah. I'll just I'll just kind of... I'll show him that. Okay. Um, do you by, by chance recognize this at all? Um, he kind of looks at you and then goes, May I? As he like reaches out towards it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of cups your elbow to help support it with his other hand. Um, kind of like gently pulls it tight so there's no wrinkles in it. I do not recognize this. Uh, he seems a little confused. Um, let me just look at this and, real quick. And to clarify something, Mr. Dapster, yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago. I can't remember when exactly, but you shared that one doc with myself and Hannah as to what the rod does. Mm -hmm. Do we also know the subtext below that of where... Um, Not entirely. No. Okay. Okay. Need up. Need up. Need up. This is... It's very interesting, as this is scar tissue, but also an open wound. Are you... Marking yourself? Are you going through a process of scarification? No, actually. Um, it has something to do with this. And I and I hold up the rod. Man. I I hand it to him. But my compatriot and I, when we first met each other, 
Um, these were singed into our arms, magically. And since then, we are first to be near one another, relatively. And it is of great importance to me that um, he adds you the rod back. I take it back and I put it away. It, but it is a great importance that we can find a way to separate ourselves, because I don't want to force anyone to be with me. Uh, I I know not of what this is. Or, nor have I heard of any of this magic before. Um, it is not uncommon for items to have requirements and curses and, and different likes of the sorts, so you'd be far better talking to an arcane student or perhaps a member of the Arcana domain. Uh, this is not my speciality, nor do I possess any of the gifts to really identify this for you or, or what this does. Right. Um, right. And you don't know of anyone who could, if it is cursed, that could lift it? Um, I mean, I could try. I, I do know of the ability to remove curses, but, or I do have the ability to remove curses, but it, it, would, it would depend on the situation. Uh, is she around so that you are forced to be together. Uh, yeah, she's outside, actually. Why don't you grab her and we'll and meet me back in that office that we're at. Alright. I will start making my way out. Okay. Um, you step out and, yeah. and same situation. She hasn't stopped. Yep, yep, yep. She hasn't stopped. I didn't think she would. But I, I just walk, I walk um, over and without really even looking at her. I just say, um, Laura, why don't you join me in here for a moment? You mean inside? Yep. Why? I am trying to find answers about our um, connection. And the gentleman I was speaking with thought it's best if we were both in the room. To speak to someone? Yes. I hold out my pocket for Ginger. <laughs> uh, she reluctantly, like, crawls up your shirt and then, like, just flops into your pocket. I know, I know. <laughs> I didn't want to do it either. Alright. And I'll start making my way back towards the room. I follow. Yeah. Um, you follow Cather in, Laura, and it's the same scene. You see the four black pillars on either side with these cauldrons of this black grayish fire. Um, and they're large cauldrons. You're probably like six feet in diameter, about as tall as the average person. Um, so pretty large cauldrons. Um, and you begin making your way towards these three statues, the one of the woman, the almost gorilla-esque creature and the man uh, moving past, uh, at which point um, you step past the dancing woman, past Daria, and past the archway, going into the confession room, um, and moving past that, you end up in this back room. Um, and as 
you can see the door is slightly open and you step into it and it is this mess of papers and tomes and scrolls there's four desks that are like covered in materials um, at which point you can see uh, this burly man tan leather skin with this nice big bushy white beard and salt and pepper hair pulled up into a bun um, with this black with like hints of scarlet robe uh, sitting in front of one of the desks with this thick thick tome in front of him uh, looking about him he is currently looking through it um, and begins to gather some different materials uh, once he sees that you are there he uh, stands up and says ah hello hello uh, my name is Ronin Sorar. I am the head priest of uh, Adaria. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. My name's Melora. Melora. Catherine has been telling me here of your interesting situation that you two find yourselves in. I... Well, we're going to see if I can't uh, help you here. Um, why don't we just uh, pull out the rod? Um, Pull it out. Yes, it. I hand it to him. He uh, takes it over to the desk and again flips through some papers. Um, and begins to um, look at this, and then he brings his fingers together, and then opens them into a circle and traces out this circle of uh, this kind of red circle that follows it and sets it down over the uh, ring um, at which point it begins or over the rod sets the ring down over the rod at which point it begins to like glow and shine um, and he starts uh, just whispering these um, words that almost like echo around him and his eyes go dark for just a moment and then uh, the glowing slowly fades and the rod is there at which point, uh, Cal looks up and he says, Do you feel any difference? Do we? Uh, are the marks, marks on our arms still there? The marks are still there. Um, you, at the moment, you guys can't tell if there's any difference. I kind of say. Um, well, there's one way to find out. Um, I, I, give me one... A couple of minutes here. I'll make my way out. Oh, you, my lord, you follow him? No. Oh, I stand very awkwardly and <laughs> yep. Yep. might fiddle with a few books. You can see, um, as you're like sitting there, like yes. fiddling with like pages or like picking up a book, Ronan just kind of like puts his hand behind his back and just kind of gives. See, this is why I chose to leave. Because I knew this would be this would be, you know, just super awkward. For At me. which point, Cather, you begin making your way um, out of the temple. You go past the confession room, probably about forty or so feet, and make it just to the statue of Adaria before there's a searing burn in your arm. Only about sixty feet now. Um, only. Oh. oh. I was oh. gonna say. I was gonna say only to Adaria. I feel like I would have made it further. Yeah, you get to Adaria before there's that burning sensation. You begin to feel it, and as you take a couple more steps, it burns. Um, at which point, you immediately start to take steps back, as this is a very intense pain. Um, the scar now fresh and red and raw. 
you, Melora, as you uh, as you begin to hold onto your arm, Ronan immediately comes over and with a soothing hand, he um, his hand glows just for a little bit and it immediately soothes the pain. Um, and he kind of like rubs it out before taking his hand away. Um, I I'm sorry, apparently it must not have worked. That's all right. And I you weren't get back in. Which point? The others that you can talk to. Um, here, you take this, um, and he hands you the rod. Um, perhaps uh, y- you could talk to a couple different people. Um, my friend Darian is the head priest of the Arcana domain. Uh, he might be someone to look into. Uh, otherwise, uh, a powerful mage of some sort. This seems to be, in my brief contact with it, not just something arcane or holy. It is a combination of both, it seems like. Something before the domains were split. I wish I could be more help to you. Thank you very much for uh, relieving the pain there. You didn't get very far, Cather. You weren't gone very long. No, I didn't. This time, I only made it 60 feet. Hmm. Which... Um, well, in the grand scheme of things, hopefully won't make a really big deal, but still worse. Aye. Well, do you want to go to the Arcana Temple now, or should we maybe meet up with the rest of them? I... I think we should wait. Unless you want to go right now. No, not particularly. That was very painful. Thank you, Ronan, for uh, your help. Of course. Now, make my way out. I uh, very awkwardly kind of like walk backwards (laughs) (laughs) and maybe accidentally run into a paper as I walk out, and then I yeah. just start walking faster. I'm just like, my people skills just suck, man. As, as you uh, as you walk backwards, you, you do run into a paper, but not just a paper, a stack of papers that then proceeds to fall <laughs> over, um, kind of block the entrance, and you like trip a little bit backwards as you like fumble over these. Uh, these. Yeah. Um, at which point, Ronan goes, uh, uh, and begins to like, start picking them up and just says, it's alright, you're fine. I, I wish you the best of luck, please. Please let me know if you get this figured out. I'd be very curious to know the the results of your situation. I uh, thank you very much. Nice start. Uh, at which point, kind of speed walking yeah. outside. <laughs> yeah. At which point he begins pegging the papers back up. Um, as soon as you guys step outside, you can feel the breeze. It's a much different sensation as inside. It's like very warm and almost cozy. Um, you know, it's it's dimish, um, but. Um, kind of cozy versus when you step outside it's bright and um, but still it's overcast but still much brighter than inside the temple and it's colder and there's a breeze um, it's nowhere near as pleasant to be outside right now um, and you guys step out for a little bit uh, moving around the large cauldron of, of black fire um, 
and you're now back into the city. All right. Right. To well, the sunrise suite. I suppose indeed. This will be a treat. Perhaps we can, yeah, we can perhaps start a bar fight just to annoy Edward. I mean, I wouldn't complain if that were the case. <laughs> awesome. So you guys begin making your way over to what you know to be the entrance to the Sunrise Suites. Mm-hmm. Um, go for it. If 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 I mean, how long a walk is it? Like yeah, it's probably about three or four hundred feet. Three or four. Okay. While we're walking, mm-hmm. um, well, I'm sorry, that's couldn't really find anything out. To be honest, I didn't know what I was really hoping for. Well, it's not your fault. I cannot blame you for it. But what if it was? Now what do you mean by that? I don't... I was the one who got in your way. Dinna fash, Cather. You had a vision of me. I needed help. And you showed up. Neither of us could have known that this would happen. Right. Um... Although, this does bring up an interesting thought that I've been kind of dealing with in my mind. Um, Regardless of the fact that, well, since it seemingly is going to be longer before we find answers, um, you know, people really aren't my strong suit, surprisingly. Um, No. (laughs) But... No offense to you, it doesn't seem like you're all that comfortable around people either. Now how did you guess that? I think it was your charming personality. Mmm. <clears throat> Very funny, Catherine. What's your point? But regardless... Regardless... <gasps> it's easier to be with a, a friend than it is to be stuck with a stranger. And so, I kind of was thinking, and this past conversation just confirmed it, that perhaps we could actually learn to appreciate our company, and not just hate each other, or... Do you hate me, Cather? (laughs) Well, I was more worried about you hating me. As annoying as the situation may be, I didn't hate you. Now, uh, Edward is a different question, (laughs) but... Well, he is, he does take a little bit more time to warm up to. For lack of a, a better way of saying it, I didn't hate you, but uh, I kind of hate being in this situation. Not necessarily just our arms, just being in the city, being away from our home, being forced to socialize and meet people and form bonds that require trust. And where is your home? The forest. I mean, I sleep in the trees. I've lived there my whole life. So just... But you... But, I mean, you've mentioned your parents before. Is there not one place that they are? Not anymore. I didn't go to that part of the forest. Sorry, I'm 
probing deep. No, that's um, all right. I I haven't been very fair to you. Hmm. All right. Well, how about if we do want to learn to be friends? Perhaps we can start off easy. What did you have in mind? What's your favorite color? I look at what I'm wearing. <laughs> Green. Green. And why? Red is a close second because of ginger. It's what my mother used to wear. She always looked so lovely in it. My brother, he had the greenest of eyes I've ever seen in my life. It's a lovely color. I would agree. That's my favorite, personally, but it's not a bad start. <laughs> well, what is your favorite color? You haven't got That's... one? No, no. Blue. Sky blue. The sky is bonny. Hmm. As is water. Yeah, but I always, I always was fascinated by the sky. It's changing. And the night sky with the stars are always beautiful. I. You can get a good view of it when you're in the trees. Can't deny that. But nothing beats a good field, where you can just lay down in the grass and just look up, enjoy the breeze. Can I say I've done so? I feel comforted by the trees overhead. I know that I'll have somewhere to hide. Hmm. I never did have to hide. It's very lucky of you. Grant, I can't handle you right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Keep going, this is great. Keep going. Shh, you we're not, doing we're not don't here. Don't mind we're us. Not Keep here. going. We're Keep going. Here. It's cute. Keep going. You're doing great. <laughs> I've had to hide uh, my whole life, pretty much, actually. Well, I'm sorry. I brought it on myself most of the time, if I'm being honest. <laughs> oh, I love the rolls. <laughs> you kinda lose anybody important to you when you don't have anybody in your life. You're not wrong. But... Can I tell you something? Go ahead. This is probably the longest conversation with one single person I've ever had in Years. Hmm. Well, it's not a bad start. I, I suppose not. And what about your family? Oh. Seeing as I told um, you about mine, I think it's only fair. Well, back home, um, I have both my parents. Um. My mother is a bit of um, a political figure of sorts. Hmm. Um, very kind, um, but also very 
straightforward. Very... She knows what she wants, and she's not afraid to say something. That sounds like my mother as well. <laughs> my father... Um, he... Was you usually at home? Um, he always enjoyed nature, though. Hmm. Uh, loved being in the wilds, watching the flowers grow. He got into gardening when he was young. He told me. And uh, I have several siblings. Several. Um, yes. Are you the youngest? Oldest. Really? <laughs> Actually, um. My, I have a twin sister, my sister Valna. You have a twin? Um... Where is she? Back home. She... Uh, she is... Actually likes to be around children. She loves children. Um, very good with them too. Um... She works with them, teaches them, tutors them. Hmm. She's around them all the time. You sound like you've got a very nice home life. It's it was, um, and if I'm honest, this is the being here is the craziest thing I've done in a long time. Why did you leave? If you didn't mind me asking. Um... You didn't have to answer. Well, like I said before, um, I told you I was coming. I came here for answers. Okay. Um, but my original reason for leaving was, um, one night I went, uh, when I went to bed, I found myself um, in a strange place far from home I I was in a in a grove of sorts a small pasture couldn't see past the surrounding brush or tree um, and in the center of this grove there was a tomb or tombstone and I just heard a voice to find this place. Hmm. And so I got my things prepared and I said my goodbyes and I, I left. And I figured this would be a good place to start, but I know my journey continues. I, I've just been in the forest with Ginger for a few years now. Uh, I like to look out for the animals. A lot of them, they kind of help themselves when they're being hunted or anything of the like. I didn't agree with the hunting of animals. I understand how it may be necessary for um, the survival of some people, but I try not to, uh, especially now that I have Ginger, I don't think she would take very kindly to anything like that. But she's, uh... She's made it nicer in the forest. Well, you could almost imagine. 
if I may be so bold as to say that a friend isn't so bad. I, I suppose. I kind of forced my friendship upon her, if I'm being honest. <laughs> well, that doesn't surprise me at all. And what do you mean by that, Cather? Let's just say you know what you want and you're not afraid to say something about it. That's a much bonnier way of saying it than a lot of people might. Not a lot of people. I suppose not. At this point, you guys say, have, we made it. You guys have been standing at the entrance with the, the floating stone for probably the last ten I, minutes or so. Nice. I, I feel like so far, I kind of I kind of feel bad. It's just been Malora and Cather this session for the first hour and a half. <laughs> um, you guys are standing there. Uh, it's uh, the Sunrise Suite entrance above you, um, with the mm -hmm. the the intimidating and pompous and aggravating text of uh, only come if you're worthy uh, scribbled across the top yep. and then uh, you guys take the familiar step up to or onto the uh, stonework and we'll get back to you guys in just a second yep. um, the rest of you uh, we picked up, or we're going to pick up with you guys, just as you are arriving or going up the uh, stones. As you're floating, there is a gold band that begins to float above you, just uh, about waist high, that allows you guys to, uh, prevents you guys from falling off of these floating stones as they raise up and up and up. Eventually, you guys get to the point where you're probably about 100 possibly 150 feet above the ground as you guys begin to float over the lower levels slowly making your way up towards the roof you can see there's this one uh, marble platform coming out of the roof with a, um, a another stone arch that is currently filled um, and as uh, Havel and Edward arrive that the being in front of you guys the barb light in front of you guys swings open to connect with these two bars of light that come out around the platform allowing you to step onto it safely um and then as Renaya and Tarak um yeah yeah as we're heading up um I'm just gonna I'm gonna turn it to Renaya real quick I'm gonna say Renaya I feel as though we may have glossed over something just a little bit. Are you really okay? I feel like we didn't actually check. It was more of a, Renaya, are you fine? And then you were like, sure. And then we kind of just left. Like, are you... Like, you were, like, in a real dark... And I mean that literally. Like, not metaphorically. I mean literally a pitch black room for I don't know how long, and I don't know how you got there. Are you good? <laughs> um. Yes. Um. That yes sounds more like a no with the wrong letters. I. I just. I have a lot I need to think about. Well, thinking is good. Thinking but... can be very good. Yes, but there are times when 
thinking can be much worse. I don't want to get there for you, but if you think that thinking is all that you need, I will be forced to agree. Um, if you ever think that you want to do something more than think, please, I don't care if it's me, just tell someone. Maybe Melora. You, you seem like you like her. It would be great. Um, but just take care of yourself. I can only barely heal the physical. I can't do anything mental. Um, I don't want to lose your life while trying to save Samuels. I appreciate that, Tarek. Anyway, what's the deal with this floating rock? I don't know. I was going to ask about it, too. Like, whoa. (laughs) That's... Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) You guys continue to awkwardly debate this floating rock for probably about another two or three minutes as it floats. Um, Eventually... You reach that marble platform as well. Again, the gold bar that uh, is around you, a little bit wider than um, the one for Havel and uh, Edward. Um, again, swings open to connect with the gold bars over the uh, marble platform, allowing you to step on. At which point, uh, you guys go to approach the entrance that is covered in stone. And as you get, once you get within like two or three feet of it, before we real, walk up real to quick, the entrance, yes, I yes. was going to say I have something to say as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I oh, picture that no. Edward and Havel talk at the same time, so ready? I'm going to count to three, and then we're both going to start talking. Ready? Oh my god, I love this. One, oh, no lag. two, so three. What okay, I was talking so I'm about glad you guys are here. everything... Uh, excuse me, no, Havel. No, okay, I listen here. I have something very important to say. Okay? I do too. No, okay, I just came too, okay? I was in a completely weird state of mind. Everything was really clouded for about, I don't know, about a week. But I, I've realized some things. What are you talking about? I don't know... Actually, you go first. Well, you go first. Okay, thank you. Listen, I've only been in here like maybe once, and I was young, okay? I don't remember well. This could be very bad if we do it wrong. Perfect. So I, okay, I want I'll cut you... you off right there. So. Uh, well, excuse me. I have more to say. Uh... It's not much. Just be patient for like literally a minute okay, for once, okay? okay? So... is just going back to <laughs> So, so. I I will introduce the party because I have I have a little bit of gro- grounding in this area of the of the city, um, and there are some very important people here. So don't offend anybody. Don't touch anything either. Okay, um, that's pretty much it. I'll I'll just introduce us and we'll go from there. Just just be be on your best behavior. Um, be be quite nice. Okay, that's it. Can I talk now? That's Is it. That right? Yes. Can I do that. Yes, Wonderful. go. Okay. Um, first things first, if I'm going to be entirely honest, and I look over at Brenaya and uh, Tarak, and I go, I am not a part of the Mafia. I don't know where you got <laughs> that random idea and why I didn't interject on any regard. I was completely lost in thought while you were talking about that, but I just realized, what, what, what the actual heck? What do you, what? No. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, um... I said that I, all honesty, I don't know what a mafia is. <laughs> I've heard it in a story a couple of times, and it sounds shifty. They use money. I don't really get that whole thing. We don't use money, really, where I'm from. Havel, 
There are worse things than the mafia. <laughs> True, but I am not a part of the mafia, okay? That is insulting to my integrity. <gasps> if anything, you're a part of the mafia, and I okay. point out to Rack. Anyways, so, no, the reason why I'm bringing this up, and this is actually Ryan speaking now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Tarak, Aaron, you did say it in character. I, 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 oh, I 100% <laughs> said that. I know. I also just replied to you in character, saying, Ryan. Get right. For clarity's <laughs> sake. Anyways, so, that being said, on that note, I am not a part of the Mafia, and as well, Edward. Edward. Yes. Hello. You are not going to be the one talking because you will get us kicked out almost immediately. I am going to head this. What are you talking about? I'm a fellows. I'm used to this kind and of environment. I am a cigart. Obviously, you don't know my name or the things no. that I can do. You do realize that I paid for everyone's. If we're talking about wealth. We're talking yes, about wealth. How, how did you do that, by the way? I paid for everyone's bedding, food, minus yourselves, of course, because you are a fellows, are you not? You have your own money that you can work with. Um, yes, and who, who, who did you steal from in order to pay for everybody? Do you think that I stole from people? Well, I mean, I Tarak, don't know your we name. Say something? Well, that's a shame. I'm just no, saying has a lot of money. We don't know where it come from. Come from. Said his last name is Cigarette. <laughs> Sounds like mafia to me. Okay, okay. okay. Havel, I do respect you for having that that money. That That is quite impressive, okay? Um, as long as you can handle yourself around high class, I just just do it and don't, don't be offensive. That's all I have to say, okay? Andrew, do you want to know where I got my money from? I would love to know. Yes. Yes. There, there are a thousand other jobs out there in the world that none of you guys have any idea about. One of those things is that I work with very rich people, much like your family, Mr. Fellows. And I get things done for them. More specifically, I am a collector consultant, okay? I know where, th I can, where you can find things. I know I, I have informants that I discuss with that know of the places of these relics that people search for. Okay, I work with libraries, I work with, with people, okay, with information. That is my job, and I get paid very well for finding these things, okay? Yes, okay, so so you're kind of like one of my family's miners, like no. in the mountains, they mine, kind of like that, but with artifacts, No, I yes? am an acquisitions consultant. That being said, I find the mountain while your miners find the mineral. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, that's an, that's an important job, but you work yeah. for people, right? See, I don't work for anyone. It, is it hard to find a mountain? Aren't they very large? I the mountains know. I know of are quite large. I think you can just tell when you look at them, but... I, it's like a big hill oh, most so, of the time. So, it's like so. a giant rock. It's like, you can't miss it, really. You... I'm sorry, I, you can no, continue no, arguing. No, don't don't worry about us, totally you keep going. No, by all means, we were just having a conversation here, and then you just started rambling on about Aye. rocks. I mean, go ahead, if that's more important. I mean, we're about to step into something quite dangerous. But you can talk about rocks if you'd like. Go ahead. Renaya's gonna put her head down. Bo both of Edward, Edward, stop talking down to them. They were questioning my, my job. You were questioning my integrity. So, the grand scheme of it all is that you are wrong to believe that I am so low as this mafioso that you believe. But I will, I will be clear. I have been to places similar to this. I've been here before, and I'm going to head this. You all 
will follow my lead, correct? Understood. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stop you. I, I, I'll help if I can. But if it goes wrong, then it's your fault and not Wonderful. mine. Wonderful. I accept that fate. If I do require your assistance, I will gesture towards you. You will see your cue. Okay, how show me how it's done then, yes, Mr. Fancy. Tarak. I feel as though I may be in the process of having a misunderstanding. You said it was dangerous. Isn't it just a bunch of rich, rich people? are very dangerous, especially if they're under the guise of someone much richer. So should I have my... No, no, I'm sure we'll be fine. No. All right. Has oh, everyone, uh, everyone steeled themselves? Right. Are they ready for this? Um, whatever the hell we're going to walk into. I guess so. I mean, if you're leading, then I'll just follow. Wonderful. Should I put the, the cloak up? Down? I don't think it'll matter. Definitely you, up. You could wear it if it makes you feel more secure. Definitely up. Try to cover your teeth. Don't be rude to him. Oh, I'm... oh no, it's fine. It's... I don't know if these people are used to being around orcs. It doesn't it's matter. Just how it is. Okay. Doesn't matter. Because... You... I'm, I'm thinking about the safety Edward, of the party Edward, here. I think Edward. we all want the same thing. We just aren't really communicating in the best manner. Tarek. Yes, Tarek. Havel isn't communicating Tarek. well. Tarek. I'm not communicating I, well. I, I don't. I um um. Renaya, I I appreciate you trying to be the um, peacemaker, but I'm. Can I can I say something? Can I be clear on something? Um, and a point that uh. Obviously, Edward has glazed over. Um, mm -hmm. So people lie. When we have people like Melora or Tarak or the majority of people that aren't so accustomed to city life around, especially, <laughs> say, Tarak, who is an orc, a well-spoken orc, but that means nothing to the majority of people. You do realize that I've worked for people that literally carry orcs as pets. Now, Tarak, I'm not saying that you are my pet, but I am saying that if they question, you are my servant. You are our servants. I could go with that. Sure. Great. That makes sense to me. Mm. I find that hard to I... believe. Tarak. I'm not going, but I just look... I'll do what we you say. We live in a world with very disgusting practices, is all I am saying. Oh, it's not the practice that surprises me. That's not the part that I don't believe. Any orc that would become a servant is not an orc. We live in a world with very disgusting practices, not all of which are humane. Like bathing in a public area. That's crazy. Anyways, so... <laughs> I We start walking. I just... Book so, it towards the thing. So, RGM, <laughs> your turn. Do you guys, <laughs> having been on this platform arguing, uh, you turn to step towards this arch, um, and as you step forward, once you get within a couple feet of it, the stones that fill the archway um, begin to crumble and fall um, just as you're like stepping through them, allowing them to pull back. And after about six feet or so, you step through into this very large almost ballroom type of place um there's gold walls with white trim um white curtains that um it's interesting they like cover windows 
that go what would be further into the mountain, but have depictions of this beautiful blue sky um, overlooking this little bit of a mountain range. Um, inside the ballroom itself, um, to your left, there is uh, one single uh, like uh, pedestal or uh, a pulpit almost that has um, it looks like a book on it, and then there are several tables covered in white linens um, going out to your right with uh, a grand, like, circular um, spiral staircase that goes up just in the far left corner. Uh, you can see there is this one man with this large curling mustache um, and a little bit of a goatee, his hair slicked back um, and like a, a, a pullover. Um, and he sees you and immediately hops to attention. He goes, hello, 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 hello. How are you doing? My name is Jericho Savant and I am here to serve you. What can I be doing for you? I remove my necklace and palm it and extend my hand to him. And I go, Apple Cigars and Company, pleasure to meet you. I, and as I like hold it, I hold his hand firmly and look at him and I'm like, I am of the acquisitions department. I see. Alright. Uh, and what can I be doing for you? Um, we do have some questions in order. Uh, more specifically, don't we not, friends? Uh, oh, well, yes. I, I would like to say this is a very lovely place. Uh, I, I am a fellows. I am a fellows. A and fellows. It's very, very... It's such a pleasure. It's such... It's such a pleasure to be here among you, among you fine people today. He's, he's a man of wealth. A fellows, you say? Continue, continue. Oh, um, yes, if indeed. it is all right, I would very much like to shake your hand. Um, of course. And I, I shake his hand firmly like my father taught yes, me Yes, at which point he, um, his very, very soft hands almost like, <laughs> it's funny, he almost like melts in your hands as he like, puts both of his hands over you, you and like shakes them very firmly almost a little too excited how is your father doing um he's 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 working very hard there's a lot of good positive steps forward in the business right now you see um we're thinking about perhaps raising the prices again things have been going well so he's been working long hours and and i worry from it for him sometimes but i think I think he's going to be quite happy with how the business moves forward that is good that is good we do wish for his health to remain so, uh, to tell him next time that you see him that he and his friends are always welcome here at the Sunrise Suite. I will indeed deliver that message to him. Thank you, kind sir. Now, I believe Havel was saying uh, something. Really quick, yes. Dion. Did he hand me back my necklace? <laughs> he never took it. He just he felt it, it in his hand, and then, yeah. Okay. Um, yes, well, we have some questions. Is there, uh... Is, is just you that is currently on staff? Or is uh, there yes. anyone else that... Yes, just you. it would just be me. Okay. Um, and might I add, I suppose, ask, um, are you by any chance, uh, what, what, uh, what do you offer? Do you, do you keep, do you keep a, we mustn't speak freely, but do you speak, do you, do you keep, do you keep books? Do you, do, can you, and regards I, information, are you an informant that I can... I usually work with librarians and the musicians. Ah, I see. Okay. So you're, you're one of... You're wonderful. Um, 
Please, uh, can we have a seat? Yes, Do you have anything yes, to drink? Uh, come, 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 come. At which point he leads you over to one of the larger tables, one that could fit all of you, um, and pulls back a chair for each of you before rushing over um, into a, a back room behind the bar. And coming back with four, uh, five actually, uh, what looks like crystal glasses and a very large bottle of red wine. Which when he comes over, he sets one glass in front of you and pours a perfect gl- cup of wine um, before leaving the bottle on. And then he goes back and grabs um, a platter with breads and cheeses and butter on it and sets it down in front of you guys as well. So, and he flips his tails back as he sits down at the head of the table. What is it that I you are looking for? DM, what is the name of the woman that I spoke to? The, that, like, sits at that shop or whatever? I can't remember her name. I don't think I wrote it down. Uh, Melusina. Melusina. Yeah. M-E-L-U-N-M-E-L-U-N-S-I-N-A. Melusina. Okay. Um, I sort of just... I take a sip out of wine and I go... Fine taste. We do try. Um. <laughs> this wine is quite exquisite. Thank you. Of course. Um, do you have any, like, tea or something? Yes, do you have a particular blend that you're looking for? Um, just whatever Oolong, I do ask. Oolong is an excellent I would like choice. some oolong as well. Very, very. I can see we're in the company of fine men. At which point he stands up um, and proceeds. I'm a woman, but okay. <laughs> what is oolong? I look to Havel and say, You're a fan of oolong. That's my favorite. Maybe we will get along after all. It's the only tea that I drink, Edward. Oh, good. Oh, good. Is that a person? Perhaps once. I say to Tarak. Also, I think, <laughs> I think this is going quite well. Keep it up, guys. At which point he uh, returns with a couple more uh, cups. These ones, um, this... Uh, like, uh, they look like they were, like, uh, made of clay. They're, uh, porcelain cups made of clay. Um, just very, very simple design with a little press of, um, the symbol of Sunrise Suites. Um, basically the sunrise going over, um, the mountain. Just this little symbol of it is, uh, pressed on the side or, or embellished on the side of these, um, porcelain cups. Um, not painted or anything like that. Very, very simple in their design. Very almost this, um, you can tell that they're going for this beauty and simplicity type of elegance. Um, at which point he sets down one of these cups in front of each of you. Um, and you watch as he prepares this tea as he um, rolls these leaves and kind of breaks them up just a little bit and then puts them in a uh, little bag, tying it off and placing it in the cup. Um, at which point he then goes back and grabs a cup of water for you, Renaya. Um, and puts down a cup of water and says, You may drink this while you wait. The uh, tea will just take a few minutes to prepare. Okay, thank you. I do apologize. I did not mean to exclude you earlier. That was my mistake. I am very, very sorry. That's fine. I'm used to it. That is very heartbreaking for someone as beautiful as me. Woo! Zing it! He then returns around, again flipping his tails as he sits back down and says, So, Um. as we were. Yes, uh, remind me of your name again, I apologize, I'm very bad at names. Jericho Seravik. Jericho Seravik. I can tell he worked on that one. (laughs) 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 Trying for you guys. Um, Jericho, I I have a few questions. Uh, First things first, 
When was the last that you worked under the hand of Melusina, or worked within the company of Melusina? She, I believe, she is residing within the city. Melusina. Right uh, I believe she held an event here, not but a couple weeks, and then we also catered for one of her events. She resides on the lowest level, I believe. She does. Do you know of her profession? Because I don't believe that she is one of ours. No, no, she was simply a, uh, a customer. Uh, mm. I know that she works for an organization. I know that she heads this, uh, this place. She, she is in charge of uh, heading meetings, from what I understand. She seems to be the one at the head of the table when they were here. And for the brief moments that we were in her abode, she seemed to be heading conversation at least. Interesting. Do you, uh, they were celebrating something? No, they were having meetings, discussions. Meetings, they, they meetings. Were, they meetings, were discussing business. Do you know if the matter is at hand? I cannot say. Uh, there is a level of discretion, as you know, but I could... I, I am aware, but uh, could I sway you in any way? Potentially. In, in what regard? How many details? I I am I am willing to sway you. Very I am I'm willing to work with you very handsomely, if you can further my knowledge of. Perhaps did you hear of a boy named Samuel? At all? Um, roll a persuasion check. No, you can't roll badly on this. Renai's been waiting for like a year. <laughs> this roll depends on the next session. 17. Um, you see him think for a moment. There was no mention of Samuel. There was mention mm. of a boy. Mm. Of a boy. Yes. Uh, any description? Small. Uh, Small. Mostly incapacitated. Rough age. The they did not mention what has happened to him or of what they plan to do with him. Just that he is involved. And as of importance, from what it seems. Yes, they mentioned several, not not just the single, single but how several. how heavy is he dancing around information right now? Uh, rolling inside check. <laughs> 22 okay um he is definitely withholding information but not a lot uh he's mm. trying his best to accommodate accommodate without mm-hmm. uh like he's trying to help you out as much as he can without getting without. himself in trouble yeah yeah um now we have mentioned our friend Meluncina. Um, would you be able to disclose who, in fact, she was meeting with in regards to Samuel? This is quite pressing. She... Uh, how great of compensation are we talking about that? <laughs> um, 
I can help if you can. Need can you provide? Can you prov? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Edward, it is all right. Can you provide a a room for me? Just a private room. I I will only need it for a few minutes. If you would like to follow me, he stands um, up. Okay, I get up and I go. Renaya, follow me. She gets up. Lovely. I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow Jericho. Okay. Um, instead of going back towards the uh, the bar, he goes um, further into this dining room uh, to where you can see there's um, a couple of French doors that he opens and that lead into um, this patio uh, and further into almost a garden with uh, this nice stonework and it's very very large. Um, and it's interesting because you can see the. Uh, the carved ceiling above you, uh, as this is a place that's carved out of the roof of this mountain, quote unquote. Um, but you can also see several uh, tunnels that are dug through the ceiling of it that allow light to filter in, allow um, sunshine to filter in. Um, and he goes out before uh, going over across the garden um, and looks around before gesturing towards the bench for you both to sit on. Okay. At which point he then sits on the lip of the fountain that this bench is in front of. I go... Actually, Jericho, if this is all the same to you, I would like to speak to Renaya privately. Oh, of course, of course. Um, please tend to them. If they require anything, I, I will take up the tab. Of course. If you need me, just call it. I will be back in the door. At which Thank point you. he stands up and then heads back in. And I look over at Renaya. <sighs> you put me in a very interesting situation, you know that, right? I tend to find the Yes, well did you get my note? Um your message yes. from, from the woman, yes. I handed yeah. her a slip, I suppose. I, I assumed she would hand it to you, but yeah, whatever. You can only work with help so much. Um, Renaya, I haven't known you for long, and I haven't known the majority of the people here for long, but oddly enough, I for some reason feel like I need to assist you. And admittedly, I don't have much else to do, and this is the closest thing of line of work that I could find recently. So I will simply ask, why should I help you? Explain to me what you did and why Samuel is so important. And you do not, and you will not dance around answers. You will speak plainly to me because I can help quite a bit but the situation calls for me to give up one of my hands for this. And ace up my sleeve, Colin, a favor. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know if it's worth it quite yet. So you need to sway me. I want to know why you were in the hands of a witch, and why Samuel was captured. 
don't quite appreciate the tone you have. <laughs> okay. Okay. I apologize. Sincerely. I apologize. It's just that right now... Right now, if I am not careful, I could die and all of this could be for nothing. And I mean that in the sense that we could all disappear and no one would know that we even existed. We're... We are but blips in the grand scheme of this, and I need to know more information, Renaya. I want to help you. I really want to help you, I do, but I can't just be throwing... I can't be throwing myself around for something that I don't even know what's going on. You have, We haven't been explained anything, we haven't been told anything, we just know that a boy is lost, and I don't know why. I don't know why this boy is lost. I don't know why I should be helping you. I want to help you. You are a nice person. You have done nothing wrong. If anything, I can sense that you have been hurt countless times and that you right now are dealing with quite a lot. A lot of pain and a lot of regret. It takes one to know one. So I need to ask, and I, in fact, plead, Tell me why we should be helping you. I can't ask you to help me. This is something, this is, this is my fault. I need to face the consequences of Don't this. Don't be stupid. I'm not stupid. Renaya. Renaya, how close were you to death when you faced this woman? I don't know. I got knocked out before I could really tell. She spared your life then. And that's why I have hope for Samuel. There won't be much more hope for him if we waste time. Traffickers do countless things with the people that they acquire. I fear that they are planning the worst for him. And I understand that you want to atone for your sin by yourself. But if that were the case, if you really believed that, if you really believed that you had to face this alone, why are you still here? No one does, Renaya, and I don't want you to be alone. You're our friend. For whatever that's worth, in the small amount of time that I've known, I would not have paid an absurd amount of coin for you all to have a wonderful night's rest if I didn't think that you earned it. Well, I'm very good with people, Renaya. Believe it or not, right now I'm being very firm, but I know people. And I know that all of you have faced some amount of pain, some amount of loss we all have, and I believe you all deserved a break. But right now we're, we're talking about work. We're talking about the possibility of a life at line. 
Imran and I are, you don't want to be alone. We don't want you to be alone. We want to help you. So please, tell me. Tell me something. It doesn't have to be everything. I don't have answers for you, Howell. I don't understand what's happening. I don't, I don't know why she took him. I don't know anything. I... Can you, an I can just... you answer me one thing? You don't have to answer. You don't have to, admittedly. I, I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. But you have to promise me something. Don't ever think that you are alone or that you have to do anything alone. I have more red in my lantern than any person I know. You are a woman of the cloth. You are kind. You are gentle. You are a peacemaker. I see nothing, nothing but good intention. Don't ever think that you need to be alone to solve your problems. Lord knows that I thought that for far too long. Do you promise? <sighs> okay. Uh, Havok just kind of like looks up. He goes, Do you hear that? I very much potentially am about to get myself back under your thumb, back where I started. I worked so hard, and now here I am. I take the coin mm -hmm. from my necklace and I tear it off, and I roll it across my, my hand, and I go... Let's hope that this works. Okay? For your sake and mine, I pray to the gods. I pray to Aprion, to the death domains that Cather follows, to your god, Malice. I pray to the tricksters and to the divine that this works, because if we don't get any information from this, then I have nothing. And I go back into the kitchen. Hi. Right. You go back in. Renaya, do you follow? Uh, Renaya will follow after a minute. You both follow. Um, in that little bit of time, uh, Cather and Melora, you guys have now uh, made your way up to that pedestal uh, or not the pedestal, the platform, um, and made your way onto that platform. Same thing as gold bar came around. And as you approached the little arch with a little bit of wording on it, um, the stones began to fall away, allowing it to enter into that. At which point Jericho then uh, introduced himself, 
um, and you guys pointed out that you were with them, everyone said hi, and now you're all sitting together at this table. Have you ever thought about the per- the first person who, like, ate cheese? Like, what? How do you think that happened? You know... Like, they were just sitting there, and they were like, hmm, mm, rotted milk. Wait. Great. Cheese. Cheese. Is this what Yeah, how been- would... How would that happen? Do we do people eat cheese with sand rats? We don't have cheese. The only cheese we have is from You cows. don't have cheese. It's, cheese. it's real bad. Cheese is the it's best. Real bad. I now uh, step in and approach the table. Jericho. Ah, our friends. Uh, t- yes, t- thank you, Jericho, for for ushering these uh, kind people to the table. Of course. What were you saying about cheese? Track was wondering how it's how it was discovered. Do you know? Well, um, no. That's not something my tutors taught but me. I didn't think that was one of the questions that we were meant to be asking while we were here. Well, have a look. I while this like as I get cut off, I look over at Renaya and I go. Looking at Renaya, I say, Jericho. Yes. I would like to call upon my right. And I put down the coin on the table and I go, Renaya, if you are lying to me, by the gods, I will never let you live this down. Wait, hold on. What's about to happen right now? This is very intense. Yeah, Havel, uh, Havel, I can cover it if you need me to, man. I start putting cheese slowly <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> uh, Jericho, you can see that he is almost hesitant as it's dawning on him just how uh, important this apparently in- is. Intense of a person you are. I put my hand on the coin and I look at him and I go, I swear Jericho, if you do not find me every ounce of info we will need more than just a veil for you I understand my young master I wish that he pulls the coin out from under your hand Yeah. oh this piece of shit so, your question. The. I do not know where the boy is or where they're keeping the rest of the children that they have. Mm-hmm. But I can arrange a meeting for you. Oh, oh, is that what that'll get me? More people to talk to, more lies and deceit. I can arrange a meeting for you and an escort to follow them to where they go. That. <laughs> that is more like it finally. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Okay. As yes. For the waiting time, you are welcome to any room in the estates. You have access to every luxury we provide. For how long? It should only take a few hours. Melancina has always been a punctual. Nice. You realize that that is a lot that I just handed. Is there something else that I... you like? I no. I accept this. Does that sound all good to everyone? We talk for one coin, sure. We talk, <laughs> we talk to the people. 
We talked to the people that did this. We tried to find answers. Does that satiate everyone's needs? I suppose. Well, if, if you know what you're doing, I suppose. Renaya, does that sound good? Yes. Great. Uh, whatever you just did, does it allot anything more than that? Your finest wine. It Everyone draw a bath, bathe, get ready, prepare yourselves. What, what else do you want, Tarak? Is there something I can provide for you? Um... Yes. If you haven't noticed, I'm. Uh, well, no, never mind. Um, it, it, just if you don't have to do a whole lot of work, if you just happen to know of another orc, just in the city, uh, anything would be great. There was an orc with the woman. Oh, uh, oh, 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 uh, there what? was that. Huh? He was small. Oh. Uh. Uh, with a dark skin. Hold on, you mean with 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 which which with with the witch with what? the who? No. Does that answer your question, Tarak? Hold on a second. Was this? Did when was this orc seen? She was. He was there with her when they recated for them about the week ago. Oh. oh no! Oh no! Oh oh, <laughs> oh no! Jericho. Now that uh, now that Tarak's question has been answered, um, does this allot me a little bit more information as well regarding to something personal? It can, yes. What do you require? I... Here, let this allow everyone to explore the luxuries of the estates, and then you and I can talk some more. Okay, wonderful. I can't believe we have to deal with another Is orc. Is there anything You're that I can me. provide for any of you? New clothing, uh, food, what? Everyone... We currently, I currently, quite literally set us up. If you need a new cloak, Melora, please do ask. They will find you the finest linen. Renaya, if you require any books, scribes, papers, anything, they will provide so. Cather, if you need a quiet place filled with the finest of gold in filigree, to pray to whatever god you want to pray to, I'm sure we could find something. But for the next couple hours, we are staying here, so please do get comfortable. Wait, what about me? Edward, you're a fellows. I'm sure you're fine with some... Well, a bath would be nice. Well, we can provide that too. Can I get a shield? Yes. I need... I. The government took mine. I can provide a shield. Thank you. That's oh, could you could you also perhaps whip up some fresh biscuits? Uh, somebody took mine uh, earlier today. Oh God! I don't want to ask for too much. What's, work, but just what's grain? Would you like to see me from? <laughs> um, just just uh, pure uh, pure wheat. That's fine. With butter on it. <laughs> yes. I'm. I was shooting Havilah the whole time. By the way. Well. I have gotten many comments about my cloak, so... I think it looks great. Thank you very much, I like it. If you have green, if it isn't too much trouble, I also... uh, I haven't got any other shoes, and I 
I've got some holes in mine. Shoes, anything else? Melora, you don't have to get rid of the cloak. I, I am okay. <laughs> I apologize. I, I stand up and I look at everyone. And I'm like, I apologize for my intensity. I apologize for what I have said. I apologize for the stupid actions that I have brought upon this group. And I hope deeply that this will alleviate some of that. It's all right, Havel. If I may, could I perhaps um, get a new shirt? <laughs> yes. I... Oh, Edward, if you didn't want me to fix up your pants, maybe they could... I was thinking the same thing. I mean, I'm more than willing... Uh, they're driving... The holes are driving me crazy. I- I'm more than willing to help you, but I mean, if, if you could get a new pair, I... Well, would you stitch it up? Or would it be magical? Would it be... Will, will it be nice? I think it would be lovely, no matter what she did. Thank you. Okay, Cather, but if I get the choice between stitching my pants and getting a new pair, I'm going to get a new pair. Edward. Yeah. I've made everything that I'm wearing right now. It's pretty impressive. Thank you very much. Could I get some new pants, please? The same color, same fit. (sighs) I mean, no offense, Melora. I just... It's a new pair of pants. How how could I not take offense to that, Edward? If you're thinking about it really hard. It's a new pair of pants! Then why did you ask me what my skill level was if you were going to get new pants the whole time? Well, magical... Magical means generally seamless, and I like the seamless look. It's not you, it's me. At well, that's something time, we could agree on. Tarak's <laughs> leg is bouncing so hard that it's hitting the, the table. <laughs> and, like, some of the glasses are wobbling. He looks panicked. He, 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 has, he has had a... I have had an epiphany. <laughs> As you're bouncing the table, you can see that Jericho has just picked up the one glass of wine that he has and is just holding it just <laughs> above the table. Um, at which point, during all this, he had snapped and waved his finger, uh, and a couple uh, waiters come over with a pen and a, and a paper, a quill and paper, and they go to each one of you, going through your individual requests and writing everything down, uh, at which point, uh, Jericho says, If you do need anything, feel free to let us know. The scribes will take care of you. They will show you to your rooms, show you around the estates, uh, tend to anything that you need. Uh, have it. Let yes. Talk if you are ready. Please. Beautiful. Uh, would the garden be suffice, or would you like some other place? Um, I quite like the garden. Fantastic. As do I. Which point he stands, downs his glass, and sets it gently down on the table. Before we leave, I look back to everyone. And I... Everyone, I apologize for almost getting you killed. I don't want you to say that it's alright, because I... It's not alright. You all are very kind people. Even you, Edward, believe it or not. Thank you, Havel. Yeah, even you. Thank you. Although you're a bit stupid, 
you're kind. <laughs> um, excuse me. Yes, Edward. I said what I said. I was schooled by the best Edward. tutors. Let him finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him apologize. Hey. Go on. You, you know, I for a while back, I had a group of friends, similar to all of you, ragtag. A little bit of baggage on each of our shoulders. I failed them. Don't expect me to do this too often, what I just did. But Renaya, it very much looks like this is very important to you. And I do not want you to lose sleep over something like this. I can tell that you tried really hard and that you really care about this child. And I'm sorry that you lost him. And as for everyone else, please do enjoy yourselves. And I'm sorry for being a proper asshole. Havel, you keep apologizing and I didn't didn't know about everyone else, but in my opinion, I didn't think you had anything to apologize for. We can leave the past in the past, Havel. Well. You're alright. We're alive. And you've clearly done something very important, which I'll be honest, I came in a bit late. I'm not really sure what it is you did. But I'm sure that it took a lot of you, so uh, thank you. Yeah, I guess as the common folks say, we're cool, but I'm not going to forget about that biscuit. Those were very good biscuits. I'm smiling. Edward's smiling. Those, those were very good biscuits, and I do not- I don't apologize I know, for and I didn't get a fresh one. It's fine. It's fine. Jericho. Yes. We can go now. Fantastic. Which point he opens one of the French doors, allowing you to uh, get ahead of him. Uh, and steps through, closing the doors behind him. Um, and that's where we're going to take our break. So, we're going to be back in like uh, 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, definitely stay tuned for all the intense actions uh, and all the secrets that have been revealed. So, definitely stick around. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back in just a little bit. So, we're back. Um, Havel, you and Jericho had just uh, left the dining room to go out into the garden um, him following close behind you. So, what is it that you wanted to speak about? Okay, well, I'm going to speak pretty plainly here. Um, I don't know why I just gave you what I just gave you. I don't know why I decided that that was probably the best course of action to do this. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, divine intervention, let's say. Let's say that the gods decided that that's what I wanted to do. Let's say that this is fate, right? Two things. One. Why? No, 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 no. Okay. They won't hear about this. I don't exist. We don't exist. Okay? When you take that coin to a minter, you simply say that it was 
It was an act of the trade, particularly lavish night at your very, very lavish locale. Understood. By, by no means do I often reveal how I gain my core. No, 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 I don't think you understand. Even if the six themselves ask, I will <laughs> find you and personally hurt you. If the six are asking for you, you will already be dead. Fair. Um... Do you know? Do you know of the the um? Do you know of the events that occurred in Marencia about a year and a half ago? I'm sure some people know. It was uh, a rather belly up event. There was a, a botched mission that ended up with some informants and, and operatives in jail. Yes. I need to know which of them are alive. More specifically, honestly, I don't care about a lot of them, for the most part. Um, the majority of them are actually just, uh, you know. Um, I do want to know, though, of the drow. The drow. The drow. Uh, I do not personally know of any of the details, but I can ask around if you'd like. I can. Could you? Uh, Could. Reach out to some friends. I, um, more specifically, I do require, um, a, a name, uh, here, one moment, as Ryan himself can't remember the name, I apologize, everyone, um, boop, 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 um, yes, I require... Uh, information on the drow, Namira. A one-armed drow. One of our best. One of our quickest and one of our... Uh, smartest. I've heard of Namira, yes. I do not know what that is. I, just... I will ask her out. Okay. I don't need her location. She, If she got out, she'd probably disappeared into the night and we probably won't see her for long. But I want to know whether she's alive or not. Because admittedly, if she was captured, she'd be one of the ones that they would send after. I understand. Give me a few bits. Understood. Thank you. Of course. I you do paid need... handsomely. Is there something that I can do for you? I do need that studded leather armor, actually. That would actually be Fun wonderful if you could. Yeah, I... I could easily provide that. Um. Oh, oh. Oh, no. Okay. Um. Well, perhaps. So, I, I guess I, I do have one question. Do you have access to any anti scrying um, magics? Uh, I, I do not have one myself, not we have one on, uh, on our persons. We do have a, uh, a proprietor of Invo. Does, does, does the six that I gave you, does that, could, could I possibly 
get a necklace of some sort that's anti-scrying. I, I, okay, I understand that we are asking a lot here. You're kind of sticking your neck out, but... If it were me personally, I would definitely try to provide. But I am not a scroll. Uh, you will need to go to the Iron House to get something like that. <laughs> of course um, I do. I only have a few hours. Um. Okay. Okay, the studded leather armor would do wonderfully and your finest brandy, please. Of course. Is there anything else I can do for you? Um... Mm. What? DM. Yeah. We've spent a lot of coin just now. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, is there any way? That... Okay. Is there? There's some left over. I'm assuming, right? Some. It's got to be yeah. some, a right? Bit. Um. How much is a little bit? Like threes or like triple digits? <laughs> no. Double digits? You're probably in double digits, but double digits. low point, double digits. <laughs> probably. You're getting pretty close to, to okay. having spent everything. Um including with everyone's requests, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, yeah, with with providing with what you can tell this estate and yeah. having it stayed in previous yeah. places like this, Ugh. it wouldn't be uncommon for a knight here to cost a hundred gold or more. Ah, these assholes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, between them be very, being very accommodating and providing the best of what they have, along with the fact that this guy basically just went against code yeah, to yeah. give you information, yeah. uh, there's definitely a, a... Yeah. You could ask a little bit more, but you're, you're beginning to really kind of stretch it thin. I, I won't ask more. Um, could you potentially, by any chance, give ten, um, ten of the remainder to the orc fellow? Again? I don't... He exists in tatters, and honestly, that's just quite sad, so... Yes, um, I can very much fix that. Grand. Thank you, Jericho. You have been very, very accommodating, and I appreciate everything that you have done. I do try. If you have nothing else to ask of me, I will go begin preparing. At which point he, like, flips his hand and bows very low before turning on his feet while bowed and standing up and leaving. Havel stays in the garden. Um, you said there was a fountain, right? Yep. You guys are right next to it at this point. Mm. Um, Havel sits down on the lip of the fountain. Okay. And uh, kind of just looks at his reflection. Like, runs his hand over his horns. Looks at the now empty chain around his neck. You know, we've been through a lot. Is this really all worth it? <sighs> Let's hope that we don't use these legs for running. Who am I kidding? 
Who am I kidding? They're all probably dead. They're all probably dead. I... <sighs> I should have just thrown myself off when I had the chance. Right. Okay. <sighs> Lead. You are a man of wit. That's why they hired you. And that's what will keep you alive. Okay. Okay. I, uh, he stands up, straightens his shirt, fixes his posture, puts on a nice, pleasant grin. Uh, and struts his way over to the kitchen to meet his friends. Fantastic. Um, you guys are now being basically ushered to a variety of different places. You've been uh, you are shown to your rooms. Um, each room is larger than even that of um, your rooms at the 12 Platinum Cranes. Um, you can't quite tell how many there are as there's really no limiting space apparently according to them with uh them carving themselves into the mountain uh, these rooms are very very lavish and large with vaulted beds and your own uh separate rooms on each one for both a closet and uh bathrooms that have their own tubs like that very very nice uh, very accommodating places yes more i just want to remind you that um Renaya asked if she could stay with me from now on yeah uh, they do provide a room for both of you. Um, if you guys want to share, that's totally fine. Um, and as you guys begin to get settled in, different scribes, different uh, pages begin to attend to you and uh, achieve the checklists that you um, are looking for. Tarak, you're given a shield um, and provided a pair of fresh clothes. Um, and one of the things that they do is they don't give you like ridiculously nice clothes. They give you stuff that's going to last a little bit longer that isn't as um, as fragile or delicate. Something that can be taken from here and probably used for a little while. Um, they do that for just about all of you, except for you, Edward. At which point, when they replace your pants, they give you the finest of luxuries. We're talking about, like, silk-lined. It's, like, And beautiful. it contours his legs so well. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Must I say. Yeah. Um, for you, Melora... One of the scribes, um, this young elven woman, uh, approaches you and says, If you would like, I could incorporate parts of your previous cloak into the new one. Or I could get you a whole new cloak altogether, whatever you would like. I would like that very much, actually. And I hold it out to her. Um, is there any way I might also uh, acquire for a dress? Yes. Uh, what style color? Uh, you know, the ability to walk around in it, but um, right. I have not had another change of clothes for years, and uh, green is my favorite color, if it's possible. Of course. Uh, I wish when she leaves, uh, remind me of what everyone else wanted to cheat. Okay, yeah, yeah. I got you. Track guy's shield. Renaya, did you need anything specifically? No. In a oh, 
<laughs> Edward wanted another thing. What did you want, Edward? Although he had a bath that morning, he wants another warm bath. Did you you ask for that? Which point they get like the finest of soaps, bath salts. They run you oh, yeah. a gorgeous, like the like a perfectly warm temperature bath. Um, not too hot where you don't want to be in it, but just hot enough to be relaxing. At which point they do have someone like massages your head with uh, your nice. soaps and helps to bathe you. Um, you know, have another person living. like uh, scrubbing between your toes <laughs> and like uh, taking the, the pumice stone to your heels and the balls of your feet. It's <laughs> Edward's used to it, but he also always has to hold back giggles because it tickles a little. So it's <laughs> kind of ticklish. Yeah. What's up, Anne? Is there um, individual baths just in a room, like at the 100%. last place? Yep. All right. Um, I would like to uh, bathe again. Are there any flowers oh, yeah. around? There are lots of flowers in here. Uh, that was one of the things that I didn't touch on. Is there are large bouquets of flowers everywhere. You have like two or three in your room. Um, there are several throughout the dining hall. Several throughout the rest of the estate. Um, probably. Oh my gosh. Uh, probably uh, all gathered from their garden. Give me one second. Um, Can you still hear me? Yes. I would like to just uh, pick flowers for after my bath to put back into my hair. Okay. I'll leave it down again, though, this time. Uh, As soon as, like, in general, like, they seem to have stopped, like, pampering people, uh, Tarak has been, like, silent for, for this entire time. Uh, he he's gonna find Renaya wherever she is. Renaya, where are you specifically? Um, probably, probably sitting in Melora's room, <laughs> waiting for Melora to finish up. So Tarak, yeah. yeah, I just bust in. Yeah. I don't even knock. As you go, you go first to what Renaya's room was. Merely see that she's not there. And you can just kind of assume that she's with Melora. Uh, it's either that or she's been magically teleported to a dreamscape of, <laughs> or a hellscape of dreams. And we, wouldn't be the first know. time. Uh, yeah, I busted. Ranaya, 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 Ranaya. I'm, I'm right here with. I'm, How I'm old right was here. Samuel? How old was Samuel? Um, he was about ten. The far varknuk, the jogun what are you he, saying? He just taps. Who's in here? <laughs> um, Tarek, why don't we go out into the That's hall? That's fine. Just... <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? You're okay, Melora. And I'm gonna <laughs> get up and, like, link arms with Tarek and head out okay. to the hall. Yeah, you basically drag him out. We need to find Samuel very quickly. Very, very quickly. How many days has it been? I don't know. Why? What's what? I I know there's an urgency before, but why is this? No, it's very bad. If that orc was with the witch, ah, it's. I'm looking... There's another orc in the city. It's... If it was just him, it wouldn't be a problem. 
do do you know anything about orcs? Anything at all? Uh, Edward knows literally nothing. <laughs> so I don't know how much people know or don't know about any of this. Um, no, I, I, I don't know much. Okay. Great. Um, there are five types of orcs. Five types. The most common is a child of Grumsh. Um, they, they're all, all orcs are children of a, one of the five, uh, gods of the orcs pantheon. Um, Grumsh, that's the leader. Uh, Ilnaval, the, the uh, general and tactician. Luthic, uh, she is our patron of, uh, healing, uh, all the poison, birth, what's not. Uh, Yotras, god of disease, uh, and Shargaz, the betrayer. Uh, they all perform very specific roles. What we are dealing with now is a child of Shargaz. Um, but that's not the worst part. It's because they are probably working with a child of Yotras, which is very, very bad. Very bad. Very, 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 very bad. Very, 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 very bad how? I don't know. There was evidence of a disease. When I, when I was, when I got here, I was found, I was jailed, I, there was a, a person, a guard, that treated me well, but her sister got sick. And so, I, uh, I left to help her, but the, she wasn't sick by a normal disease, it was, it was what we call true domage. Um, it means brain worm. It is the most, it is the worst disease that the orcs have. And it's very, very difficult to deal with. Her sister was ten. I have a gut feeling that there if there are a lot of, of children that this witch is trafficking and Samuel was ten and they were seen with an orc that is a coincidence that I don't like to look over but the longer that true Dumage is within the body the worse it gets the worse it gets and that isn't the worst part it's that if there are more children I don't know what why I don't know why but we need to I can only I can only help if it's fast and if it's been seven days I I'm sorry but it might be too late I'm so sorry. 
Okay. really know where to go from here. I think... I think... Havel has given up a lot more than we know. And so... I... I have to keep hoping. Did he... Did he say anything to you in in that room that was not okay? I think he said what he felt he needed to say. I don't think that answers the question. People, regardless of who they are, sacrifice things for their desires. Some sacrifice money, others sacrifice time. Others sacrifice more. And I I point to the scar. Um, It is never something to apologize for. Or to feel bad that they've done it. For it is always their choice. And if person sacrifices something for someone else and then they make or force that sacrifice to influence the other they are never deserving of what they gain so if he said anything to you please let me know Let us find Samuel. Okay. I should probably tell the others about this, shouldn't I? That's probably helpful information for what we're about to do. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. I will go talk to the others. Who do you go to first? Oh, probably Melora. The door's already open. Um, So Melora, as you're uh, very relaxed for the first time being by yourself, um, knowing that Cather is somewhere within the vicinity, but apparently staying close so as to not do anything. Cather, you're literally like against the wall in front of her room because that's just about as far as you can get right now. Um, so did he hear everything? Because they did just kind of walk out of the room and then just start having this conversation. So... <laughs> Jack, you look down and you see uh, Catherine just kind of like oh, looking Catherine. up at you. Great. How much of that did you hear? Because the more it was, the less I have to explain. Uh... How much of that did I hear, Mr. DM, All of it. Sir? All, All of it. it. Yeah. 
I heard enough. Great. I'm going to go fetch the others. Come to think of it, it would be unwise to do it one by one. I should just, you know, like, cutting off a limb. Just, just all together. Yep. It'll be, it'll be fine. Right. Great, I'll be back. So, uh, you I, go grab Melora first. Okay, you go into the room. Um, I heard the door, the one door in here is closed currently. This time I knock. Melora. <laughs> I. Melora. I. Uh, would you mind joining us in. Renaya, is it okay if we use your room? I'm sure. Renaya's room. Like yes. now. Well, uh, I'm a little busy at the moment, but I could be in a few minutes. Like, with what? Well, it's kind of important. Track, I'm kind of in the bath, so I kinda go oh, right great. now. Dry off and go. What's the, what's the problem? I shouldn't... Um, Tarak, I'll... Tarak, I'll, I'll bring her in. I'll... Great. Okay. <laughs> um, I... Oh uh, I go to Edwards next. Get Edwards bathing. Ned Edward is also bathing. I knock on the door. <laughs> <laughs> and there's people in there with me. Yeah, your door is open. If he walks into his room, he can have oh, I'll just like go a line right to your bathroom where you're currently oh, being pampered and pricked. Oh, open door is invitation. I just go in. Yeah. Tarak, what are you doing in here? Get me a towel. Tarak, Edward, I, please Edward turn away. Edward a meeting in Ramaya's room. <laughs> Tarak, um, don't you understand etiquette? This is my room. You don't just walk in. I'm so embarrassed. Then why was the door open? You should have closed. Well, I would have knocked if the door was closed. How... Oh, you'll never understand high living. Oh, you'll never understand. Yes. Okay. For the first time, I agree oh wholeheartedly well, with the thing you that wait? you said. Could you wait? Until I'm done with my bath. I was relaxing for the first time in a while. Have you noticed that anytime someone else has a pressing issue and they want to call a meeting, everyone just goes? Like, I don't... I could just hang around. It's fine. Just <laughs> hurry up. I'll go to Havel next. Um. So, uh, Edward, Edward does start, like, drying off and stuff. Once yeah, like, you're, you're brought a towel, <laughs> and the, they start patting you off dry. You just kind of stand there, and they, like, pat yeah. you dry. Ha Havel never uh, went to his room, by the way. You're still in the garden? Um, no, I walked into the kitchen, realized that everyone had been whisked away, sat down at the bar, and then just kind of started silently drinking. Uh, <laughs> uh, you said that uh, there were people in uh, Edward's room? Yeah, there's two scribes, like, patting him down with towels currently. Oh, great. As soon as I realize that Havel isn't there, I go back into Edward's room. Mm -hmm. I, uh, really? Uh, again? Me. I'm not uh, done. Hush, I'm not talking to you. Uh, two people. Uh, I'm looking for the man that paid for everything. Do you know where he would be? I'm so sorry, this um, is so embarrassing. No, but we could go find him. No, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> Thanks anyway. Bye. Uh, I go. I'll, I'll go downstairs. Okay. Yeah, you don't, you don't even have to go I'll downstairs because there's you're not going upstairs. You just went down a hall. Um, oh, even better. Yeah. So you guys go. Uh, you guys go back down to the hall, and you can see this enters into the dining room. Um, at which point, Havel is by himself at the bar with a big old bottle of brandy in front of him and one little glass. 
Have a Tarak. Uh meeting in Renaya's room mm. very quickly. Real bad. Mm. To sum it up. Um, it's a very pressing issue. Oh, yes. Very. Mm. Like, when I say real bad, it's kind of an understatement. I, um... was going to stand up. Take the bottle of brandy that... He hasn't really even drank out of. <laughs> um, he just... And he takes the glass and he looks over. He walks over to Tarak. And he goes... Have you taken someone's life before? I I was already kind of turning. <laughs> I pause. I turn around. Um. Yes. Once. Was it in defense? Or did they did they deserve it? Definitely not. Do you think that for a person to die by someone's blade that they need to deserve it? Need to deserve it? They they Say that they have done terrible things. Unjust things. Done things to terrible people. Or good people. Just done things. Things that they can't repent for. Do you think that they deserve to die? I am something as to what your people would call a doctor. And I I believe that there is no such thing as an act or There is nothing that cannot be returned from. If only the person chooses to do so. But I do believe that just as when just as when gangrene sets in it is better to cut off the limb than to let it fester. <laughs> And I very like gingerly put my hand like on Tarak's shoulder. <laughs> as soon as your hand gets close, he catches it. Like he doesn't let it touch his shoulder, and he goes, "I apologize. I'm sorry. No, please do not touch." No, me. that's totally fine. Um, <sighs> maybe. I suppose you're right. I guess I don't know. I think the real problem that you run into isn't how to remove the sickness, it is 
What if they are the gangrene? The person that you are, or the thing that you are killing? Yes, what if the thing that you decide to run cold steel through is the gangrene? They are the thing that you have to remove. Then they must be removed. I think that the time is rare a good doctor can save any patient. But when there comes a time when you can do no more than cut out the virus, then it must be done. (sighs) But there are many times, in this world especially, when that isn't necessary. (laughs) Most times, I would I would say. Yeah, I suppose you're right. I suppose you are right, my friend. Um, sorry, I, I, I'm rambling about things that do not matter. Um, you said that there was an important matter that we had to discuss. Uh, let, let us go. Oh, yes. Let us go. Um, yes, but you know, while we're paused, mm. just for a brief second, um, what did you say to Renaya in that room? I do believe that I said what needed to be said. You know, she said the same thing. I... I do not mean to be rude. But... She's kind of going through a lot right now. And I think... You misunderstand... Who or what exactly I am. You speak of... Inhumanity terrible things. You know nothing of true atrocity. I have hush for the first time hush. I have sat through days upon days of screams of agony. I have watched Men burn with a fire from hell. I have watched people torn limb from limb and keep fighting with nothing but their teeth. Every day was a war for twelve long years. It is a dangerous thing to make a gentleman angry. So I please ask that, with everything in your power, Do not make me unhappy. I do not wish to cut you out. Havel, with a... sort of... sincere grin, um, looks up to Tarak and goes, An unwise thing indeed. Tarak, if I ever step out of line, please. I will happily present my back to you. I will happily present my neck to you. Sometimes you need to cut out the illness, right? And I pat him on the side and walk down the hallway. I will follow behind, but just for a moment I let him walk and I say... I think you also forgot 
I said I'm a doctor, and I'm a good one. If you step out of line, I will take every measure to bring you back before I have to resort to the last. Remember that, and then I'll follow behind him. Pavel just kind of waves to him as he keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys return to Renaya's room, at which point um, Edward and Melora have now dried off and met you guys there, and they're all waiting for you. Sorry it took me so long. Um, Pavel was drinking. Uh, it took me a little bit to find him. That's all right. Sorry I couldn't have come right away. Well, he Mark's pulled fine. me out of my bath, so I suppose I? this better be good. Me as well, Edward. Oh, there seems to be a bit of a pattern here. And he looks at Tarak angrily. Now, Hush. Edward. <laughs> this seems to be um, very important. Oh, yes. Ah, real bad. Sorry, distracted for a moment. Um, yes. Turns out we're not just dealing with a witch. So, uh, we're also dealing with orcs, specifically the bad ones. Now, most orcs are bad, but it's real bad if the orcs think that the orcs are bad. That's Shargas. We're dealing with the child of Shargas. Probably none of you know what any of that means. I've already explained it to Renaya. It's real bad. Mr. DM. Um, it's very bad. Just because I'm curious, what do I know about the orcs? Um, you would know a little bit more as, uh, orcs do encroach on your land on occasion, uh, but not a lot. Okay. Just curious. Uh, yeah. The children of Shargars are deceivers. They are traitors, and they are loved by darkness and shadow. That's why it's so hard to find them. Which is why I honestly thought it was very hopeless when they asked me to find it. So there's um, some kind of criminal. No. They are closer to what you would call an assassin. <laughs> and when I say love by shadow, I mean it quite literally. Um, they can move in it and around it. it We've been them. dealing with a great many shadows. <laughs> She's not wrong. Yes. Um... Those things that we fought back there, next to one of the uh, higher up of a children of Shargas, are basically nothing. Completely pointless. They are weaker than the lowest bat breeder. But uh, that's not even the worst part. Congratulations. Um, we're, we're also probably dealing with a, a member of the White Hand, which is... Much, much worse. There's nothing that people should fear more than a white hand. Yes, have a... Actually, um, this isn't me cutting off Turek. This is me wanting oh. to ask the DM something. I apologize. <laughs> um, does Havo recognize that name at all? Roll a... More specifically, the white hand. Yeah. Um... Roll a history check. Mm. I'm pretty okay with those, I think. Hey. Oh, apparently not as good as I thought. 13? <laughs> yeah, so... Aklaron and East Bravania, 
um, two of the blind nations that are you guys are currently pretty close to either in or right next to um, don't have to deal a whole lot with orcs because of the Alistar dwarves um, the reason why I said that Guru might have a little bit more knowledge is because he's from Rivaluna which is directly uh, north of uh, Athane which deals with orcs a lot Mm-hmm. Um, and so, no, yeah. you don't recognize the name, the white hand, um, neither do you, Drew. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was just wondering, you know, like connection, like, yeah, cause yeah, I know people that might know mm-hmm. people. So I was just wondering. Yeah. Yeah. You don't recognize this. You, okay. you know, a friend who has a cousin, who has an uncle, yeah, who, who like who has, who has a friend who has a, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, a, who like co-worker. roomed with an orc at one point and that happens to be a yeah, he majored in white hand. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, the white hand are Yotris's chosen. They are breeders of disease. They quite literally make and grow disease on the backs of Yotris's nurtured, which are other orcs that did not pass the trial for white hand. Um, they are... <laughs> basically walking petri dishes. Um, if a child of Yurtus worked with the child of Shargos, they could destroy a city in a matter of days. No pressure. So, Tarak, why would they need a witch? I don't know if it's because she's a witch. I fear that more than trying to destroy a city, they are trying to create a new disease. I don't know why they need children for it, but I have encountered one girl um, around the age of 10 that was infected with uh, Marsh, and Samuel is also around that age. If it is a trafficking ring, or what you said, it would be an easy source of test subjects. So, you know much about the disease? You know about how long it incubates and how long you have to live? If they're using true damage, uh, it depends on the constitution of the one that is infected. If they are strong of body, uh, true damage is used in ritual that the orcs have called um, the ritual screaming. When an enemy general is captured or uh, a town is taken, they find the current highest ranking officer or leader of the town and implant true damage within them. Daily, it saps at their life force and the ritual screaming, they input 24 of true damage into them by the hour, and the days pass marked hour by hour by the screams of the damned. It is a slow killer, but for a child, it would not nearly take that long. Even one, the girl I, ha- I found was almost dead by four days, and it had been seven for Samuel. 
Well, by the gods, Tarak, I've heard stories of the orcs, but that is... That is one of the more terrifying things I've ever heard. Diseases... Ugh, it's, it's terrible. You're not one of those diseased ones, are you? Edward, do you ever think before you speak? Yes, I'm wondering if he's... if, if he used to be something he's not now. Um... I was going to be a paladin of Luthic, so no. Which one is that again? Luthic is the god of fertility, poisons, and healing. Hmm. I guess that's better than disease. <laughs> I, I suppose it would be. So, I have a question slightly unrelated, but... We now have a meeting with... Meluncina, and possibly the orc. What are we going to do? What do we intend to ask? What do we intend to do with them here? I mean, I understand this is a big win to have them out in front of us, but I want to know the game plan here. I don't know. I didn't expect the orc to... An orc working with a witch is unheard of. Oh, willing only to lie. I mean, I'm fine with lying. I have no problem with it, but what are we lying about? Well, one, we're going to need to get Renaya looking a bit more different. I don't, I don't know if we do. Did she not see you? She did, but she said, she said I could make a trade with her for them. Then why don't we lead with that? Did she outline the trade? for you. Just something of mine. That could be dangerous. I... Why do you think I didn't take it, but... Um... We'll talk to her. We'll talk to her about the prospects of trading. I... Um, if that doesn't pan out, I... I might have an idea, but I feel like we should probably lead with that. Maybe we can get her to be a little bit more specific. Um, if the orc is there, um, fighting the children of Shargas are not incredible at hand-to-hand -hand combat. They deal under cover of night, as I said, like assassins. If they try to run, do not chase them. I have a and question. And if you continue to make that mistake, watch your feet. Yes. Do you want someone with a bow ready, should things get out of hand? Do, I'm a good shot. Uh, DM, <laughs> are we meeting in here, or are they taking us somewhere? Um, you haven't really specified the details. Okay. Um, hmm. A sniper could be useful, if we're meeting outside of that. If, do We never really discussed that detail, I suppose. Got lost in the entire painful transaction that it was so uh do we want to meet somewhere somewhere open somewhere where potentially melora could present her bow ready it the options that we required range at her back would be a good help oh, okay well the very besides i'm not the best with words so i wouldn't be very helpful to you there <sighs> Okay. Um, I'll see what 
what I can do in regards to where we're going to be meeting them. Uh, we could try for something a little bit more open, but uh, they're probably gonna want a little bit more discretion than we're hoping. Um, if that that becomes the case, then uh, we might have to figure out a bit more, a bit better of a plan. Um, okay, okay, I'll I'll go I'll go start doing that. So you all uh, finish your discussion. I I've heard what. I, do I need anything else? Anything more particular, Tarak? I don't think so. Um, Understood. Not as far as I know. It would be nice to capture the orc alive, but if, uh, if I doubt that would be the case. Orcs are not good at being captured. If everything goes belly up. Okay. Okay, Tarak. If you shoot for the calf, it will not kill them. But it will inhibit them from running any faster. I have all sits down on the bed. Alright. Um Tarek, you wanna know why I asked you why I asked you earlier? What I asked you earlier. I am aware that most likely all of us here have terrible secrets. And I do not wish to pry into any of them unless you so desire. Part of it has to do with me, sure, but the other part is... Up until now, we've been facing things that are not of this world. Shades. Abjurations. Things of the like. If things go belly up, you all have to understand that... While we may not want to kill them, they sure as hell are going to want to kill us. I... Are you all prepared for the likeliness that if everything goes terribly wrong and none of this works, are you all prepared to take someone's life? You have my bowl. <laughs> Wonderful, everyone else. I've I've never killed anyone. I I can help. I I don't know if I could I don't know if I could if I'm quite honest. That's fine, Edward. Just support us, okay? Do what you do best. Motivate us. I can do that. Anyone else? They called me Track of the Sheathed Blade for a reason. Until I know that it is time to cut out the disease, I will do no killing. Thank you for being forthcoming on that. Even till death. And then about you. I look towards Cather and Renaya. How do those of the cloth fare? under circumstances where someone else's life might be on the line and that includes their own I make no promises but I will do what it takes to protect these five people 
Renaya. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. I think it will be. Alright. All of you. I'll be back. Um, and before he, he like steps up to the door and before he leaves, still holding the brandy and the cup, he pours some brandy into the cup. <laughs> and then he goes to Samuel. <laughs> and he downs it and just goes to go find Jericho. <laughs> uh, Does anyone have anything else to cover? Any other surprising, terrible afflictions that we will have to face? I may or may not be wanted by the city's guard. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, How did you do that? Get in line. To my understanding, they didn't know what I look like, they didn't know what to look for, but there is a chance of it, so... Ugh. At this point... I'm... I know the the jail quite well, so if anything goes wrong, sure we can handle it. At this point, I do leave. Bye. Let's go prepare for war. Aye, <laughs> I, I suppose so. And, uh, Ballora? Aye. I, I am, I'm not going to take it, but the brandy on the shelf... Um, my people have a saying, uh, I'm bored of my boss food. Liquor after war. Agreed. And I leave the room. I look at Melora and I say, uh, well, I don't live by that. Uh, <laughs> could I have some? <laughs> We're getting I... into something quite big. I'll have a drink with you. They suppose. never listen. <laughs> <laughs> And I would like to prep my bow. I was going to leave my hair down, but if I'm going to be using my bow, I'll pin it back. I kind of have my hair in my face. Wait, Renai, you gonna do anything? Um, Renai is just gonna wait until everybody leaves the room. Edward Uh, sips and er, sips sits and sips for a bit, but he's quite quiet throughout the whole encounter until after a while, he says. Well, I'm kind of tired now, so I'll go back to my room. Uh, sleep well. Tomorrow could be pretty crazy, I guess. And he leaves. Uh, Melora, do you stay? Do I get the feeling that, um, Grenaya is waiting to be alone? Probably. Uh, as... As you wait a few minutes, you also do begin to feel uh, a tug on your arm. I go back to my room. Alright. And then Renaya is going to watch and make sure everybody gets to their rooms. And then she will start setting up her ritual. Yeah, you begin your process. Uh, Catherine, where are you going? Um, I would like to just go back to my room, um, and probably pace around for quite a bit after that conversation. Um, but eventually I'm actually going to sit down on my bed and start flipping through that book. Yeah. Um, Edward does have another thing. 
Oh, and tell me when my nine is ready. Okay, so uh, Edward begins making his way to his room, and then he turns around and he goes to Cather's room okay. and knocks on the door. Catherine, uh, you have just sat down on the bed, I, holding the book in your hands. I closed. The, I closed the book. I just said it. Uh, actually, I'll put it in my bag again, and I'll go over to the door and open it. Uh, yes. You, you see an Edward, deep in thought, a little downcast, and he says, "Cather, I need to talk through something quickly." Okay. Oh. Don't worry, it's nothing it's nothing huge. I just I'm my brain's doing things and I wanna figure it out. Okay. If I'll, that makes sense. I'll kinda like pull him into the room and shut the door. Before I sit back down uh, on the bed. Is there an, a chair? I'm guessing there is. Um or something. Probably. I sit down and whatever. The, the DM walked away for a moment, so I know so say, we're just gonna say there's a chair. Okay. Uh Cather this <laughs> It's, it seems... Sorry, uh, I'm gonna be honest, you might be surprised. It seems a little bit above my head. Um, Man, we're talking about diseases and, and shadows and crazy spiritual stuff. Bad spiritual stuff. And I, I, don't, I just don't know. I don't know how much help I can be. I, I don't even know if I want to be involved in this. This... I, I, I'm, I'm seeing and doing these kinds of things for the first time, and I, it's kind of a lot. And you, you seem like the one that's probably the most likely to try to figure it out. <laughs> I feel like everybody would just be like, "No, Edward. Like we know, you, whatever. They're, they're them." <laughs> but you seem to be kind of nice when we talked at the bar, and I. I don't know. I just don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know what to do, Cather. What do you think? I know that's not much to go off of, but I'm kind of at a loss. I can't really go anywhere else. And why is that? Well, I don't know if I can go back to the state like this. I um, my probably my father's probably not very happy with me. Um. I don't know how that would go down, and I frankly just don't want to go back. There's there's other things that I want to do. Um, but I don't know. I, I tried I tried to start off on a good note, and it just kind of ended up like this, so now I don't really know where else to go. But we're talking about fighting an orc and a witch. I'd, I never thought I'd encounter a witch in my whole life. And here we are. What... I don't know what to do. All I can do is cast a few spells, and I have a sword, but I don't know. Well, uh, the thing is, Edward, that's you, you're right. This is this is a this is a big thing. This is important. This is probably too big for several of us to do on our own. Maybe even with a few of us to do. But something that I learned when I was younger was that even when the pain of work stings your back and hurts every day, 
even when you don't know how to keep going. It's about the people who are in the pain with you. It's about the people who you choose to help or hurt. And it's about the people who you're willing to say, I will stand by them and take the pain with them because I don't want them to be the only one hurting. And I'm willing to take that pain too. And so really, Edward, I think it's a question of, it's not a question of, are you in over your head? But are you willing to do what you can to help? It may not be enough, and it more than likely will hurt very badly. And good people don't always win. But good people, truly good people, fight for what they believe in. And I'm willing to fight. Malora is willing to fight. Havel is willing to fight. Tarak is willing to fight. And so is Renaya. It's just a matter of are you. And that's not supposed to be demeaning or, or diminishing towards you. It's just a simple question that you have to ask yourself. It's just... Do you, do you want to go back to your home and feel like you accomplished nothing? Do you want to leave this group and find your own way? Do you want to stay? There's no real right answer, but it's more about what you will be able to live with. Hmm. I'm challenged. I'm challenged because if I'm dead, I can't help people. So maybe the best thing for me to do is help people in the way I can without risking my own life, right? I mean, I don't know, it seems like there's a lot of people just sitting in their own pain, and I feel like there are better ways of lending a hand than, I don't know, sticking my neck out and, and offering it as, like, come strike me, evil people. What if I was just like, here, poor, the poor and the needy, here's, here's a helping hand, and maybe build them up to deal with their problems. I don't know if this makes any sense. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe there's something else I could do that's more helpful than this craziness. I care about Samuel. I don't want Samuel to die. But like, there are other people that are just equipped for this. My father always taught me in business that everybody has a role in business. And so like, maybe the good people of the world all have their roles. And I'm just wondering if maybe my role isn't to do stuff like this. Do you know what I mean? I have money, I have education, I can offer these things to people and help them get out of, of their their pain. Well... I think of all Ed of the kids that could benefit from something like that instead of just one. Edward, you're not wrong. You might currently be... It might seemingly work better if you go off and do something else. But I can tell you from experience, roles change. And the only way that happens is by doing something that you that you don't know what you're doing yet. But slowly, over time, you figure it out. Well, I've had to do that. And it may not be easy. Mm. It may take a very long time, 
but I assure you it's worth it in the end. It kind of... The way you were speaking, it kind of reminds me of music. That's kind of how it is, isn't it? You don't... You don't know how to do something, and then... Over time, you just figure it out, and it sounds good. Maybe it's kind of like that? I always appreciated music, actually. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I, I, I quite enjoy it. Uh, my mother used to encourage me in those things. My father wasn't as impressed. Um, he cared a lot about the business and stuff, and you know, I care too, but... Uh, like I was saying, there's, there's other things. Is. Uh, yeah, you could say that. Um, I, there are just other things I want to do, you know? I don't, I've never really seen him sing, and I like singing. I've never really seen him dance or, you know, stuff like that. And Whatever, this, this is, that's besides the point. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll think about it in the morning. I, I'd love to help out how I can. I, how about this, I, Edward? I, I'm scared. I'm scared, Cather. We're facing a freaking disease orc and a crazy witch woman who steals children. <laughs> I'm but a simple wealthy bard. What am I supposed to do? Just help where you can. And we'll pick up the rest. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I might do this. Okay, I'll think it over. I'll, prob I'll probably stick with you just to see if what- But let me tell you- Let me tell you, Cather. If this goes badly, I'm going to tell you I told you so. A big, fat, I told you so. Edward. I want to keep all of my fingers. I want to keep all of my limbs. I want- you I don't want my pants to get ripped if we can avoid that. <laughs> Seems like we can't. Oh. <sighs> I'll do my best, okay? Whatever. You've convinced me. I'll do my best, and we'll see where it goes. Maybe it'll be worth it. If not, then I know. <sighs> what do you have to say? You did it. Yay. Edward's with you, right? It is your choice. I suppose it is. I guess it was kind of my choice to leave. Okay, well, I think that's quite enough. Um, I guess I'll see you in the morning. Um, hopefully, Havel doesn't steal my biscuit. <laughs> right. <sighs> um, anyway, I'll see you later. Yeah, um... Thanks. Thanks, I guess. I just needed to talk it out. Um, see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And Edward leaves and goes to his room. Oh, I just immediately, like, like head is, like, up against the wall, just like, oh, my goodness. <sighs> and I actually, I actually leave, and I find Melora. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before you do that, Havel. Yes. <laughs> so we're all, like, in a general timeline of things that are going on the same things have we all just yeah. want to talk to each other yeah. just no, let you're us not talk to each other yeah it's whatever <laughs> it's whatever so you go and find Jericho right uh yes I, I go find our our host Ugh. yeah he is currently behind the bar cleaning the glass okay I ah 
Evan. Jericho. Um, so I didn't specify. I suppose it's probably best that I didn't specify, uh, now that I've talked to my compatriots. Um, comrades. Um, do I have say in where the meeting will be held? Uh, yes. I would be able to arrange whatever you like. Do you know of a place that is open? Expensive. Uh, there are few expensive places here, Nathara. Uh, I know of one, but we do not have access to it. I would say that there is probably not a public place aside from uh. one of the the courtyards or the, the uh, something along those does, lines, especially in the lower level. Does the orchestra have hold here? Um, Are there any musicians? Yes, they, they do. Yes, we do. We do serve. Um, well, okay, well, I was just, I mean, I don't want one of them, nor do I need one of them. Um, could they perhaps give me access to a theater? Um, that's expansive. Yes. Has seating all around. I I do believe we could go there. Good performance could be placed. Not a bad place to make a deal. Are you looking for there to be a performance going on? No, 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 as no, 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 no. I just like a I, private box. No, no, no. I, I, I simply just need. Um, we will meet on the stage. Alright. Um, I just need access to it, uh, to the theater. Um, right. We will meet on the stage. Uh, we will have our discussions there. If you want to set up, actually, if you actually want to set up a table, in the middle. Um. We can definitely do that. Wonderful. Um, what time tomorrow is the meeting? I was actually going to ask you when you prefer. Morning or evening? <sighs> we... Meet at dawn. No, I'm joking. Um... <laughs> we plan! We plan at dawn! At dawn. No. Um... <laughs> no, I, I say that, uh... I think everyone deserves a little bit of a lunch tomorrow, so how about, uh, let's have a, uh, after lunch parlay. Sounds delightful. Wonderful. I, I can come and go as I please from here, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, something I did want to ask you, mm. Master. For this meeting, are you looking for... Protection. Hmm. Hmm. What kind of protection? Well, Melancina is not a member of. I'm aware she won't. She won't abide by our code. No, I'm aware. No, she will not. So Neither will her if, comrade. If you were to be in search of protection, there are 
members within the cities that are specifically here to guard those of significance here in the city. Are you trying to tell me that a Thala actually has a shroud over it? Or... Hmm... It will not come cheap, I, I don't think. Obviously. But they could be quite helpful. I mean, I again, we... Everyone in our, our company is rather capable, even if they don't believe it. Um... Yes, just an offer. Uh, I can arrange it for within the instance. So. How, how much for... I guess I'm not necessarily looking for a funeral here, but uh, how much for, say... I don't know... One of the Undertakers. You know. Um, we could arrange for someone along the lines of 200 a day. We only need them for a day. They'd be worth it. Potentially. It depends on the course of the meet. If you are looking <laughs> to follow, then perhaps engaging in, um. in, in uh, atrocities is not the way to go. But it is well, you, I mean, yes. We want to... We want to keep a good visage. Yes, right? Keep good images. Safe face. Um, but are you... <laughs> do they seem like the type that would not come with their own security detail? In the few instances that I have walked with Melancina, I have never seen her with protection. Oh, that's terrifying. <sighs> I wonder what she has under her cloak. Um, no, but, uh... Hmm. Hundred. Hundred gold. Guess we don't even need an Undertaker. I'm sure it'll be fine. Sure it'll be because fine. You wish oh, God. I would... This is more of a stealth operation. I was just merely placing the offer out there. I mean... Uh, you, you think on it, we can uh, arrange will, for it within the morning. I will, so. I will consider it. Um, in the meantime, I'll, I'll, I'll think it over after... Um, over some family events. Uh, thank you. Thank you, um, my friend. Uh, uh, yeah, have, have a wonderful night. I might catch you on the way back in, but... Uh, and uh, Havel... He actually... He leaves, and he's gonna go what? to the... He's gonna go to the third ring, um, okay. the upper ring. I mean, um, and find a temple. Okay, which temple specifically? Uh, Abrion. Abrion. That's war domain. War and knowledge. War and knowledge. Okay. So, right next to the uh, the death temple uh, is um, the temple of knowledge. Or you go over to um, the other side, past the road, um, to the Temple of War, whichever you would prefer. Knowledge. Okay. So, you go to the House of the Ever-Knowing. Okay. Uh, and I'll get back to you in just a little bit then. Sounds good. So, everybody else, um, throughout the rest of the night, um, as you relax and try to 
mentally prepare yourselves. Um, I believe Catherine is going to join Melora, right? Um, I I walk over to her room and um, I actually hesitate um, before I actually I don't knock on her door. Um, I just actually, I just go back to my room. Can I see if I hear his footsteps? Uh, yeah, make a perception check. Drew, are you trying to be stealthy? I mean, not necessarily. I can roll if you want me to. Nope. Mr. Steel, you're basically... 15. Okay, um... Yeah, you would you would hear him gently approach. Um, you can't quite tell if there's someone like approaching your door specifically, or if uh, they're just walking down the hall. But you can you can hear someone walking down the hall, stop briefly, and then continue walking. Uh, I would like to open my door slightly and look into the hallway. Okay. As you peek out, you can see Catherine's backside as he returns towards his room, which is not very far, but. Does he look like he's in a hurry? Um, no, not necessarily. Uh, did you need something? I... I thought better of it. Uh, there have been... There have been plenty of conversations, I think, so far. Well. I see. I close my door. Catherine's doing this right here. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to do anything else to him? There's so many things I want to do, but at the same time, I don't. Uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just go, I'll go back, to, I'll go back to my door, to my room. Yeah. And I, I attempt a second time to sit down and read my book. Uh, perfect. So, you begin reading. Um, everyone, as you go about the night, uh, your items do arrive. Um, to rack, you do, um, hear a gentle knock on the door, and then when you open it, there's a shield... Uh, sitting outside of it, a pretty large shield. Um, Edward, there's new, your new pants. Um, Melora, you have two new pairs of boots. One pair of what um, looks like um, almost like hiking boots or just things that you like wear throughout the whole day, like nice leather shoes that are well well kept. And then a pair of shoes that match your dress, um, a little bit of dresser shoes. Um, and your dress is this nice... Um, kind of a tight bodice that goes into a pretty flowing skirt uh, with lots and lots of layers. Uh, not made of a material that is delicate by any means. Definitely something that you can move around in that you wouldn't be afraid, especially you. You wouldn't be afraid to, like, you know, kick someone in the head with it. Um, <laughs> and you would just look fabulous as you did it, you know, with the skirt flying over. Uh, and uh, a couple different pastel greens. Uh, it's like a darker green along the sides, and then the front is a very, very pale light green. Um, that continues down um, onto the skirt. Um, and then you do have uh, a new cloak. Um, you can see 
Uh, it's made from, uh, they have taken the cloak of your, that you made with your mother, and they have used it to trim the very edges of your cloak, and then the hood is still, is the hood from um, your mother's cloak, with a new material covering the, the backside of it. Um, again, in that similar color where it's the dark green on the outside, and then like a pale light green on the inside. Is Renaya in my room yet? Uh, yeah, probably at this point you guys would, uh, would be at the same room. I would like to try on my new dress and my shoes and my cloak and um, it's odd because you see a little more uh, gentleness in her. She kind of twirls around for you, Renaya. She's like, do you like it? It's perfect. Thank you. I haven't had a dress since I was a wee lass. Forgot how... Do you like it? I do. Forgot how... How light it makes you feel. Well, then I suppose I'll be needing it to sleep. <laughs> um, sorry, there's more important things that were supposed to happen before I'm she sorry. got there. <laughs> yeah. It it could be that um <laughs> Yeah, that it's been several hours it. since your ritual, so what were you wanting to do? Um, okay. Are we jumping yeah, back this, to them? Just after you finish the ritual, it's only been about an hour. Hold on, hold on, I'll be right back and I'll compliment you all when you want. Okay. <laughs> okay, so when Renaya finishes her ritual, she's actually going to take the little symbol she yeah. got from Nalys. Um, and she's just gonna start. She's just going to hold it close to her and start telling her out. Um, hi, so I'm still kind of new to how this all works. So um, if I'm doing something wrong, you can just tell me at any time. Um, but I know I'm, I'm like you, but I'm not. And I'm sorry that I couldn't be more like you. Um, and I'll take whatever comes for me, but what's happening right now isn't me. Yes, it, it's, it's me, but it's, it's involving other people who I don't think deserve it. Um, and you've helped me before and I don't know why, but... Thank you. And I ask that if you can help them, you do. Um, I don't really know how to end it, so I'm just gonna put this away now. I hope that's not the wrong thing. Um, okay, and she's gonna put mm. it away. And then she'll kind of sit there for a moment if anything happens. Uh. Is just quiet. Okay, and she's gonna quickly get up, and she's actually going to knock on Havel's door. Oh <laughs> okay. God! Um, you go knock on Havel's door, and he's not there. Oh God! Okay, so either he went somewhere sketchy. <laughs> He's drinking downstairs, or God took him away. <laughs> um, 
Okay, you know what? It. I can't wait till the morning, and then I'll go to <laughs> Laura's room. Yeah, uh, you guys spend the next couple of hours together. Eventually, um, your clothes arrive. Do you guys want to do anything before your clothes arrive? Two of you. Did you say my name? How much? So in in time. How much time has passed since that little moment with Cather, or is that after this? Like, oh yeah, that's important. So, um, so just before you get the dress is when this all happens. Okay. So Renaya is there in the room. Yeah. I am. I am a little visibly irritated. <laughs> So, how did your little temple thingy go? Well, I waited outside for most of it, um, and then Cather said I needed to come inside to talk to someone, and then I did, and now it's 60 feet instead of whatever it was before, so... What? Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, we, uh, cannot be away from each other. That sounds way cuter than it's meant to. Um, we kind of physically be away from each other. Like, or else our arms burn. So. Is it like a rash or no, something? No, um, actually, and I, I pull <laughs> my shirt up and I show her. Yeah, you see uh, a circle about an inch in diameter of raw, um, like, scar tissue. Like, very irritated, bright red scar tissue with a single line. Just off on the right side of it, um, in the middle of the circle, I'm going down. Oh, and that's such a horrible spot for it too. Like rubs against the clothes. And there's a hole in one of my old shirts, and when a catheter's as well, I actually think he's getting a new shirt because of it. But basically, I was just living in the forest with Ginger, and I saw some very suspicious people that were in the forest, and they weren't necessarily cutting down trees, but I didn't trust them, so I followed them throughout the trees, and I saw this weird, um, just giant armor-plated man that just put his hands on a tree and just sucked the life out of it, and I was like, mm, I didn't like that very much at all. So I uh, went into the camp and I stole his book, and uh, the book led me to a cave, and then I was in the cave, and uh, I almost, almost didn't make it out of the cave, actually, but, um, Found a few things and I took them and then I, as I was leaving, I was chasing, I was being chased by a big black sludge and then I saw Cather running towards me and I'm like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be running away. And then I found out later that he had a vision of me or something and that he had to find me and then now um, I kind of leave. So, uh, yeah. How, Sorry, how, that was kind of an information dump. How much of, of, of her rant do I hear past the wall? I'm... Uh, the walls are pretty pretty well soundproof. You don't hear any of okay. it. Okay. Got good insulation. Did you want to talk to him more? Well, um, he said we've had plenty of talks today, so no. Well, if he didn't say that, would you have wanted to talk to him more? <laughs> What are you insinuating, Renaya? 
I'm just saying you don't look happy that he just walked away. I shared a lot of personal information today, so I guess I was not expecting that reaction. Well, you could share it with me and I'll give you a different reaction. Alright. Um, my favorite color is green. And... I am alone. In all sense and purposes of the word. Aside from ginger. So... It's very hard for me to... To want to open up to people. To want to be with people. So... What's your favorite color? Um, pink. It's a bunny color. Oh, your brother, mm. actually. That was his favorite color. My mother would always say, You're not supposed to like pink, that's for your sister. <laughs> and he always liked to wear it. My father would let him wear it when my mother wasn't home. You know, it's funny though. I get the sense from you that you're not really a fan of being around people. No. Uh, so... I've spent so many years alone having to fend for myself and for Ginger. Uh, she, she makes it much easier. I kind of came to the realization that it would be better if I was not around anyone that I could lose and that could be hurt because I'm not where I need to be at the time that I should be. So it's much better to um, put up a hard front so that people then you get close to you in the first place, so you kind of lose them. But um, I'm not doing a very good job of that now, am I? I personally have never really stayed in one place long enough to call it home. Really? I never did get to ask you, how do you know Samuel? <laughs> um... I, I came here looking for just something to do, something good, something productive, and the orphanage needed people, and so I went to there. Orphanage, hmm? you say? Yeah. Um, I've, I've been there for quite some time now. Um, it was actually Samuel's first day. So, the boy's an orphan? Yeah. Didn't know that there were places orphans could go <laughs> to be around each other. Um... You think we can find him, right? I do. And... 
I have a soft spot for children. My, uh, my wee brother was actually um, 10 as well. So I will do whatever I can to help recover the boy. And I really do think what Tarak said is very scary. There's no doubt about it, but I have the feeling that there's more to this than just wanting to put the disease into a boy. I have the feeling that if she didn't kill you when she had the chance, he's out there still. And we can do something about it. And we will. Well. Didn't I know? Oh, the dress isn't here yet, huh, DJ? The, the, I was just going to say that you're here right now, so I just love it. Okay. Um, then that whole conversation <laughs> that we had... Um, just insert. <laughs> <laughs> Cut and paste. Yes. <laughs> cool. Is there anything else you guys are going to do tonight? Uh, track. Uh, oh, jeez, wait, you two. Still going, doing stuff. No, I'm okay. <laughs> Laura? Um, I'll just take Ginger out. Oh, does the dress have pockets? It does have pockets. As soon as she puts her hands in the pockets, I gasp. <laughs> they're they're on, they're they're not on the the bodice at all. It's on the skirt, but they do have all pockets. Right. And your hands just slide into them. It's like there's meant to be there. I do that thing where you put your hands in the pockets and you swish them around. <laughs> and I take Ginger. Um, she was probably on my bed, and I take her out and I say, "All right, now, when I wear this dress, my pockets will not be in the same place as they usually are." Would you like to try it out? And uh, uh, hold open one of the dress pockets. She looks at you with the most, like, you really want me to get in a pocket again right now type of look. It'll <laughs> only be for a second. I just want to see when I'm wearing a dress, where are you going to be? I want you to be comfortable. And, you know, sometimes I may want to look pretty. So uh, you're going to have to figure out where you want to be because I want you to be with me, obviously. And I may be wearing a dress. So... At this point, she crawls up your arm and sits on your shoulder and, like, sits down very, like, defiantly. <laughs> Alrighty then. Perhaps we'll try another time. So, this could be very dangerous tomorrow. Yes. It could. How are you feeling about it? I think this is one of the many things I've had coming for me, so I'm ready. Alrighty then. You're very strong, Renaya. I admire you. I think you're pretty strong too. I can't figure out how to get to Edward and you do a pretty good job at <laughs> getting him in place. Well, I think I give Edward a little bit of a hard time, don't you think? I mean, granted, a lot of the time he needs it, but I think I think he's doing the very best he can. I I would have to agree. I just think it's so startling how different we grew up. I mean, then I know 
He says things sometimes that I cannot understand. Would it ever even come into someone's mind to say? Tarak does that too. Do you notice when he says those weird funny things? I, I just have no idea what he's saying. I, but at the same time, for some reason, that does not stand out to me very much. I mean, I my mother told me stories about orcs when I was little, and to be honest, I didn't understand the bad reputation that they receive. I mean, the way that my mother used to tell the stories were almost on the opposite point of view of all the other ones that are told here. They're told that they're vicious, they're evil, and they are merciless, which the merciless part may be true, but that on the side of the oppressor is an admirable trait. So, it's odd to me. Well, if I've learned anything, it's that the worst things in the world, you don't really suspect to be them. I... Well, um, thank you for I think... listening to me for now. Thank you for talking to me. Um... I really need to get some sleep, otherwise there will be no way that I can heal any of you. I... I suppose we also get some sleep. <laughs> I have to be my best target tomorrow, so... Didn't I know whether to wear the dress, though? I think you should. You do? Mm-hmm. Alright then. <laughs> I'll wear it. So, do you have anything else you want to say? is just gonna slump on the floor. <laughs> uh, it's even though it's stone, it's like the softest, comfiest stone you've ever laid on. Um, oh, it's <laughs> uh, Aaron, I think you had something you want to do real quick. Uh, yeah, the moment Taraf gets back into his room mm. after the whole conversation thing, yeah, the whole facade of. Let's go Warren tomorrow. Just stops. Basically collapses into a little pile on the bed. <laughs> and uh, he opens his pack up, opens the compartment below, and just rests his hands on uh, a small little pouch and a pair of uh, tanned lily white gloves. And that's all he does for the next two hours <laughs> until he falls asleep. Okay. Perfect. That's all. Uh, oh. Is there anything else that anyone else wants to do? Well, with this kind of lull in activity wait, as wait, you all go to bed, wait. aside from you, Havel. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I was like, uh, this, is, this, is, <laughs> this is important. This is important. I he just asked We Havel. are going to end. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. Ah. Yeah. I need to do a thing at <laughs> Make the him suffer. Be fast, I swear. <laughs> we'll get to that Ooh, next week. Let him week. do it. Let him do it. No. No, let him no. do it. This is, oh, <laughs> is asking This is the second betrayal of Renai's. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally next session it's going to happen <laughs> and like you're going to be like, "Oh, that actually would have been a great place to end on." But no, we're ending it now, you heathen. <laughs> That's right. So, 
Uh, thank you for all who have been watching and hanging out. Uh, this was obviously a very uh, talkative episode that had a lot of uh, a lot of, lots of character lots development, of which talking. was super super fun. <laughs> lots of talking uh, to Melora's disdain. Uh, so, uh, if you like this type of content, please feel free to come back to us. Like we said, uh, I don't know if we mentioned it, but we do stream every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, so that's where you can check us out. Obviously, we'll be doing this campaign. Um, and then starting next month, we'll be doing a couple uh, other things as well. So look, be on the lookout for that. Uh, definitely come back next week for the giveaway. Uh, we want to give you guys our shirts. We really do. We have the extra ones Ow! already made. We just want to give it to you. Uh, here's a, a little sneak peek. This is the back with the established. And this is the front. So definitely check it out. Would it really uh, be a sneak peek if we've been wearing the shirt the entire <laughs> session? <laughs> uh, no one look at us. That's right. Only listen Our to the podcast. Our podcast listeners will not know what we're that's talking about. That's right. <laughs> hey, oh podcast my gosh, listeners. That's true. Watch us live. Uh, <laughs> so. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you everybody for watching. You guys have anything else that you want to say before we get done? I can't wait for next week. Oh, I'm Edward's so... pants are dark green. Something I, for next. I know. Uh, <laughs> I apologize for the things that I said when I was role playing. <laughs> I need that as a shirt. I need that hey, as a same shirt. here, my guys. <laughs> same here. <laughs> so, uh, with all of that, we're just gonna say good night. Um, I believe it's good luck. Good luck. God's God's speed. Speed. Dungeoneers. I did See it. you next I time. I said it. Said the what are you talking about? I said it. I said good luck and good night. Whatever, bye. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Paper Dungeon Podcast. We currently stream every Monday evening at 7pm CST on Twitch, and if you enjoy the show, we have even more Dungeons & Dragons content on our website, thepaperdungeon.com. And if you'd like to support the Paper Dungeon, consider visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thepaperdungeon, because it is our faithful Dungeoneers who make this show possible. Once again, Thank you for listening. Good luck and Godspeed. See you next time, Dungeoneers.